You are listening to the Unlock Your Sound podcast. Feel free to join the discussion over at the Unlock Your Sound Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Unlock Your Sound. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unlock Your Sound podcast. And I'm joined by Chris Pavey, as always. Hey, Chris. Hello. And today we have a special guest, Daniel Halford. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Daniel, um, I met Daniel when I was at university and um, he was one of our lecturers there. Uh, Very good lecturer, taught me a lot of what I know at uni. Um, So I'm very grateful for that. And, um, but Daniel's also a a good friend of mine. Uh, We've worked a bit together as well, uh, which is great. And um, we thought we'd have him on the podcast today because I think his work is very, very interesting. And um, I'd like to talk a bit about that today, if that's all right, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. So in a, in a sort of nutshell, what do you do? Like if, if you are answering that question, <laughs> I suppose it depends who's asking. A very yeah. broad question. <laughs> exactly. Let's start with the easy stuff. Um, yeah, I, it, it's a, it is actually quite a difficult question to answer. And, and it's, it's something that people do ask, um, you know, quite often in all kinds of uh, contexts. So, you know what? what is your job or, you know, what? and I often think, oh, you know, it'd be so much easier if I was like a baker or something. I just say, yeah. I'll bake bread. And then we're like, oh yeah, I know, I know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's sort of broadly, um, broadly divided into two areas, one of which is quite significantly subdivided. So um, I have a, uh, a research uh, role Um and I am a, a research student at the University of Southampton, um, where I work um, on a project looking at hand, wrist, and finger motion um, for controlling interactive music systems. And that's part of a little uh, research group that's using um, motion tracking and uh, sort of hand tracking technology for a variety of, of, of applications, some of, the, some of which are sort of more sensible, like uh, stroke rehabilitation or... Um, system control in aircraft things like that Um, but i use it for the more frivolous artistic um, uses so that's kind of one one bit that's sort of slightly easier to explain the other half which is probably more interesting to your um uh your listeners so they are they you know potentially the the sort of sound as a music the music and sound control by hand is 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 something that could could be quite interesting i suppose but uh the other half is as i work as a um as a recording engineer and a and a consultant for unusual um, technical arts projects, um, so some of some of those things are quite straightforward um, in the sense that uh, it could be a situation like we would like to make a record. This is what we would like to play. Go, and that's relatively relatively straightforward. Sure. But uh, typically, I'm called in in scenarios where there's some complicating factor, like, um, oh, and it'll be on a train, which will be moving, or <laughs> yeah. um, it will be underwater, or everything will be on fire, or something, you know, some, something like that. There'll be, and, and sometimes it's more oh. than one of those things. Uh, yes, the so fire we, gig. Mm. Yeah. The fire, well, the fire gig is actually a, a real... Uh, a real thing. Fair, fair oh my recently. god! So um, <laughs> just get an email saying we need you. Everything will be on fire. Yeah, it's not a big well, problem. 
<laughs> it, That's uh, fine. Well, well it's, it's kind of better <laughs> when it's um, when it's not an email. So I had so, so this this time I think about it, I had a telephone call, and um, so you remember um, the Poppies installation at Tower of London? Yes. Yeah. So uh, so that was for for the. Um, the centenary of the start of the First World War. So for the centenary of the end of the First World War, there was a, a new um, uh, exhibit, a new installation there, which um, uh, which was inspired by the concept of the poppies, but it was a it was a sound music art kind of thing. And I had a, a call saying, uh, yeah, we we um, we need to record a choir. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, Yes, yeah, so we we need we need every part of the choir to be a separate stem with complete isolation. Okay, uh, we we can we can probably work, work that out. Oh, and then um, all those have to be broadcast to loudspeakers, which are strapped to dancers, um, and the dancers will be outside, and uh, they'll be in a moat. So. Right. Okay. Right. And um, oh, and we need this done by uh, like Wednesday next week. It was like you know Thursday or something uh, <laughs> at the time. Uh, we can't find a recording studio uh, that can that can do this. So, well, we've 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 actually booked one, and they've turned us down. You know, like there was some enormous mm. story about that. And then just at the end, I was like, okay, so let me just recap all this stuff. So we, we're doing a we're doing a choir. We've got to do it end of this week, beginning of next week, and turn around the edits. You need everything to be isolated. Uh, it needs to be packaged up in a format that can be played back for a radio system that's transmitted onto 40 dancers who are dancing around. Uh, you know, Anything else? Oh, yeah. Um, everything's going to be burning. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right, okay. At, what, at which point? At yeah. which point? And it's actually, you know, from my point of view, it turned out to be fine for two reasons. One, all the burning happened after I was involved, nothing was on fire mm. uh, during either the recording or editing stage of the process. And secondly, <laughs> I had a child that coincided, uh, you know, a birth of a child that coincided with the actual um, uh, event itself. So it's, maybe disappointingly, I didn't actually go and see it. I did see it on the news, so that was quite cool. Um, nice. So, yeah. uh, and it was true, everything was burning. Um, but, but isn't that, that, doesn't that just encapsulate? So in some ways, the industry we, we work in where people who aren't technical yeah. have a very hard grasp of what's, um, uh, well, first of all, possible, achievable, yeah. and at a cost which doesn't leave the person doing it absolutely broken, like yeah. emotionally, yeah, <laughs> financially. Exactly. Well, I mean, if we, if, we can, if we continue with this project as, like a, as, as a sort of case study then, um, when it... When I was um, when I'd finished tracking the the, the choir, um, there was there was like eight hours or something of material, um, and because because it had all been tracked um, out of out of order and um, not as a group, so all that uh, so in each one of those um, each one of those sections was recorded obviously with multiple microphones, so they each one had to be internally edited for for accuracy mixed combined with uh with the other parts mixed stemmed out in the in the in the suitable way and then uh because of the sort of non-linear way it was was working 
broken up into into particular sections. So I was kind mm-hmm. of working on this sort of all through the day, all through the night, and getting texts from the artist saying, "Oh, could you send you know section G?" I was like, "You realise that that's like." hours of work it's not just a mm. case of uh oh click send you know yes. it, it, it's yeah. and and that's that's the thing um yeah so so it, i guess uh some of that's about uh, about communication but mm. it depends where you are in the chain so if yes. you're servicing a larger project as as this was you can't say oh well you know you're doing this all wrong and you're coming to me much too late and this isn't possible to do uh, to do that and the way you need to do it is like this you've just got to say right okay this is the cu- this is the current situation where we are now and this is where we need to get to is there a way to do it firstly um and uh, and then you have to to trade you know um is it uh, you know how much do you push yourself to Mm. to achieve that i mean sure. is it is it possible to do it yeah absolutely. um and uh, and i know this is a there's a theme that there's that has come up a few times on the podcast is about you know that the um the stress and mental health and and time management uh mm. it is yep. often these um demanding last minute and quite high profile projects that push you into that sort of risky risky zone of saying yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure we can do that and then like three o'clock in the morning you're still like exporting like weird little bits of singing uh and then the next the next day they say oh brilliant that's good can you do the next can 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 we get the next section by 12 o'clock you know midday or something oh my god you know and just (laughs) goes around haven't slept (laughs) yeah and and uh you know so i mean i'm uh i'm not i'm not picking on that project it's just you know, I suppose that that's kind of addictive. But I mean, something you know, the the thing that you came and helped me with uh, to Stonehenge, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a, a similar kind of thing, like very very short uh, time frame for, uh, b- between like me hearing about the project and it needing to go ahead, and then <laughs> loads and loads of constraints on um, on what was possible. So that mm. so that one um, was. Uh, we've got a newly commissioned uh, brass um, on uh, you know piece for, for for brass and for for gong, which we need recorded. Uh, again, like this, this is how like the opening salvo happens. You're like, yeah, okay. Um, how many how many players are there? Oh, there's eight brass players and one percussionist. Fine, nine players. So I expect we can do that. Um, when is it? Oh, it's uh, you know it's like Friday or whatever. You know, <laughs> you know so it's like, oh, right? Okay, that's fine. Um, Oh, it will be. Um, it, it, can we record it so that we can um, so that we can do it as an interactive um, VR experience? Oh, and can you can you film it in three hundred sixty degree a video uh, as well? Oh, um, it's going to be in Stonehenge. Did we mention that? Like, <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> so so it's like right. Uh, I'm sure all that's possible, uh, but I don't know. You know, but yeah. you just got to say, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's fine, and then you no. put the phone down, and then you're like, right, <laughs> everything's possible. How? And, and then, and then that's that's the where the job really starts. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I, I know because Stonehenge is notoriously they're very picky about letting people in the actual Stonehenge. But if you go there normally, sure. you, you're like fifty feet away from it in this long path mm. around it. Yeah, exactly. So, did you have like? constraints on what you were allowed to do physically when you were there so making sure 
things weren't touching the stones. Yeah. Sure there's no one leaning against it. Someone having a coffee, sort of. Oh, absolutely. Oh. So in in yeah. that in uh, in that particular circumstance, then uh, we were sent a, a, a quite a um, a long and detailed list by English Heritage mm. who look after it with with all yes. the sort of do's and don'ts. Um, and uh, basically, it was, it was all the common sense things like you know. Do not affix anything to the stones. Do not touch the yeah. stones. Do, yeah. You know, um, and then basically just trying to minimise the amount of time that you, yeah. you were walking around there. But you know, obviously, to do the to do the job, Chris and I were there. I mean, it was freezing cold. Mm. Um, it's muddy, so we're like walking boots. You know, not like yeah. sensitive. You know, out big coats, <laughs> walking boots, got bags of of gear, and you know, flight cases and stuff with us. So we have to like trample around it a bit. But you know, we had to put a microphone stand and run cables and. Um, mm. and obviously everything was uh, battery powered mm. no no power up there um and uh you know we just just have to be just have to be sensitive sensitive and get again it, all, always it's like where are we what is the aim yes how do we get from there there to the aim so we, we you know we had um we had a plan to use some uh, radio transmitters uh, attached to some of the brass players on the to- on the day of the actual recording when we brought up the um the the receivers um we had a channel clash with uh the um bbc uh what was it um it was the 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 national television it was the thing that goes in um uh what's it called? what's the what's the morning thing on the bbc like good morning oh yeah hello, uh, hello it, britain or something is it called good morning it's not like the, that might be the uh, itv yeah. i think it might be yeah it, anyway yeah. it's that sort of thing and so you know breakfast. they, they it's breakfast breakfast, breakfast yeah. that's, that's it, it. Yeah. yeah so when switched switched on the 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 receivers like several of the channels were in use by bbc <laughs> breakfast who were doing the weather reports <laughs> yeah. from stonehenge all morning like every uh, half an hour right. or something they were and so we were like ah oh, chris <laughs> we should probably not switch on any transmitters because we will just appear Live <laughs> on BBC Breakfast, it's random brass playing halfway through the middle. Everyone's going, <laughs> yeah. <"What's> going <laughs> well, I mean that 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 you know. I suppose there's a sort of a creative artistic um, <laughs> uh, application for that. See, this is a special installation where we hijack national television and we play a trombone down it really loudly. Uh, down just, just like, like the left channel or something like that. You know? It's like high end audio trolling, like. Of yeah, exactly. Max going around with radio mics interrupting BBC broadcasts just for the hell of it. Exactly. Well, the thing is, um, you know, again, you could you could say, well, what you need to do is you could go up to the OB track and say, uh, what are you playing at? Yeah. I've actually bought the license for this area. Mm. You see, because we know we do. That's not that's not mm. going to win friends and influence people. No. So what we have to decide to do is, oh, well, I think we can probably make it work without the radios. Switch those off, you know, and yeah, and, and proceed. Um and uh, you know, it's just every, everything. Everything is very much like minute by minute on a project like that. And yeah. obviously, that was very much affected by um, by weather as well. So, but you had uh, backup. So you, you always yeah. come. I was going to because I think cause, um, when I think about when we're interview, I'm thinking doing lots of location stuff. Hmm. This is this is the norm. I expect. Oh things. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like stuff. This is going to work. That's going to work. Yeah. yeah. I need to have. A set of mics and cables that I know I can just grab to get up on that instrument because that just needs to be recorded. Because your uh, your lame excuse to the client, they're going to go, I don't care. Well, well it's, it's like, not that so much they don't care. They're yeah. just like, do it. You're making yeah. noises with your mouth. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I don't know what they what any of that means. Where does go away? And Where's fix the it? recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because at the end of the day, we are. It's a client. We always talk about the podcast yeah. like being. We're constantly client facing. It's not yeah. to be an engineer is not to just sit behind the computer and and do your job. You have to interact with a real person at the end of the day. And you're right, they're going to have no clue when you're saying, oh, well, the BBC are using the radio frequencies, so we can't use those. And <laughs> yeah, go, exactly. Oh, okay. Just yeah. fix it. Do it. Yeah. And you think, Some, oh, okay. Do some, yeah, find, find a way around it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's true. Like, we had, a, we had um, like, the entire car, like, rammed full of gear. And uh, what we ended up using probably could have fit in one flight case yeah um yeah. but it's impossible to know until mm. you're right there what's what's going to work and of course in and in, in, in these kind of weird life scenarios uh, we took the opportunity to um go down there the day before um run a, a complete run through no audience not like you know uh that was then in the can um mm. so should it have not worked on the, uh, you know, could, if anything had gone wrong on the actual performance itself, um, there's a there's a backup. Yeah, you know, there's something yeah. there's something in the in the can, and uh, you know, a lot of work uh, that they do, which, um, which is far less bizarre. You know, it's like an, a a, f- a fully clothed uh, orchestra seated in a concert hall, playing a concert. Even then, it's a good idea to go down record the entire rehearsal um yeah. get as much material in the can as possible um and uh then then you're then you're sort of covered yeah uh, absolutely you know ma- maximally but uh, so so though you know as as a, the examples we've talked about so far are sort of the 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 rare, the the relatively kind of um obscure things and i guess i i guess i have done a, a disproportionate amount of 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 weird stuff but um i also make records in in a conventional sense um tend not to use tend not to use studios because it tends to be different kind of ensembles um you know classical core music so we're often in uh, venues that suit the um mm. the, the performers but in those situations it's much more uh you know there's no audience there's no there, there, there's pressure because there's time and money but um it's a case of um recording uh, uh, recording takes material if there's a mistake you can stop the ensemble get them to go back go over it again um and that's that's uh that's one of the things that i think you know might be an interesting area to explore is the, the the sort of concept of the producer like that role has quite a different meaning um yeah. in, in different sort of sectors mm. um so when you're when you're producing uh recording and producing a a an, an orchestral record um during the actual performance itself the majority of your focus is not on um you know like the, the technical character of the the sound yeah. it's you have the score in front of you and it's like are they playing it right is this the best performance that it could yeah. be is there um was there a b flat played there when it should have been a b natural did the uh, did the horn split a note when they enter? And, um, yeah. You know, was was the was the ensemble tight on that down? But you know that that's the mm. kind of thing that that you're you're writing down the whole time. Yeah. Um, so do you feel in these you're almost made into like a musical director, in a, of a sense of 
there is there is when you're recording these ensembles, someone doesn't come with them who is in charge of that. That that role always falls to you. Uh, no, it, it's quite variable. So um, often, often you'll work closely with um, the conductor um, if if there's a conductor, mm. um, particularly if they've had the opportunity to rehearse the ensemble beforehand, which is increasingly rare. Um, yes, but um, uh, in in those cases, you know, they have a, like a good handle of music. They've also studied the scores in advance um, mm. as as well in order to, to to learn it. So so there's two of you who've spent time with the music, and uh, so you can work together. Um, and you know, I've got a good relationship with some conductors who you know, work like that, and they sort of know what they need to tell me and what I'm going to tell them, and that sort of. Uh, that kind of works. In some cases, there's, there are no um, conductors on, on um, for you know for smaller ensembles, and then they tend to be kind of like artist-led records where um, you know the name on the out of the of, out of the package is is one of the people playing, and they'll take some responsibility for what they're um, what they're doing as well. Sometimes for new works, the composer will be there. Uh, that can be tricky. Because uh, they obviously have really, you know, they have a really pre, yes, uh, sure. you know, really clear preconceived ideas sometimes of what it is that they, um, you know, that what the, what they imagine the music's going to sound like, and it mm. could it could possibly be the first time they've heard, um, you know, players get on it, and then um, you know there can be some some conflicts there. So again, it's something that you you, you two have both talked about on a number of occasions as like sort of managing, um, yeah. The relationship there, um, yes, in the room between the players, always knowing the correct uh, the correct etiquette. So, yeah, um, you know, if there is a conductor going through the conductor, if there is a, a principal violinist going through the conductor through the vi through the principal into into the rest of the orchestra, if you mm. need to address the section going through the section principal, you know, like respecting the existing hierarchies and so on, mm. um, and uh, you know, try and making it. You know, try and keep everybody happy, um, and and feel that they they're sort of participating in a, in a, in a sort of equal uh, way, and also winning their trust as well. Because you turn up and you're like just some random guy sometimes, um, and yeah. they might not know who you are. You turn up, um, you have a pile of music that they're going to play. You sit in another room, they can't see you. Your disembodied voice coming out of a loudspeaker saying, "Uh." Could you go back and do a bar seventeen again? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and then they're like, and some sometimes they know why, and sometimes they're like, uh, why do you need bar seventeen again? And mm. you you can't say like, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, um, mm. I mean, I yeah, just sort of just family podcast, but you know, uh, you can't, you can't <laughs> say sometimes yes what you want to say. Yeah, so you have to say, yeah, oh, you know, I think. I think we could just uh, improve the intonation just in the, in the like the top passage there, and uh, or maybe the brass was a little bit too overwhelming, or so you know just gently, um, uh, and, and you know, and sometimes they really know if they've that they've made a mistake because you're like, uh, <laughs> could the conductor just come in a minute, please? And you, <laughs> he comes in, and you're yeah. like, right, the guy played the horn cannot play the horn. <laughs> Do something about it. I don't know what you know. I don't know what to suggest. Yeah, it's just wrong every time. And then they go out and think about it. And, yeah, yeah. And, and you know sometimes that happens. And then there's others like the other end. There's uh, I, 
did a whole bunch of, of records of this pianist. It's just extraordinary, uh, extraordinary artist. And um, he would go out, uh, get himself comfortable, play a few takes, come into the control room, listen to the listen to the um, the sound that he heard in the control room, which is obviously quite different. If you imagine your pianist, mm. you're like right in front of the piano, you have a particular perspective on it. Then you come in, you hear it from my setup. You know, it's mic'd to sound like you're in a good position in the in the room. Um, so he comes in, listens to it, and says, "Oh, okay, that's how it sounds. Uh, that's how it sounds uh, to you. I know what I need to change to make it how I want." Yes. Goes out, plays it again differently. Sound is completely different, and you know, is is happy. And it's 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 a really strange concept because like he's never heard himself play it from the audience right you think about it like Mm. and so it's so skillful to be able to hear it from that perspective and think right i know i know what i need to do at the keyboard to change the to change the sound at the audience and like when you get to work with people like that it's just like oh this is great and particularly if like they've practiced as well it's like well basically all the first takes are fine so it's a case of You know, do you want to improve the performance? Yeah. Not like this is all wrong. Yeah, yes. yeah sure. and uh, you know that's, you know that's that's a really um, a really positive position and a really kind of beneficial position. And mm. then you you also get the situations where uh, I mean, again, there's a, there's a term I can't use that's uh, uh, that sometimes applies to these these sessions, but, uh, but uh, you know you just get stuck down in a in a in a rut and. Um, uh, everything is wrong. It's, un- it's unrehearsed. You just, you know, you're building up. Um, you're building up takes and takes and takes and takes. And generally, I, uh, I think, oh, this this could be getting a bit iffy. If you know, we we get century before lunch. So if you mm. if you, if before you break for lunch, you've got a hundred takes. You're like, right, this this could be difficult. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, they're just thinking, oh, I'm in the recording studio. I can just. I can just try, I can get some, you know, I can go wild, mm-hmm. um, try and get that part that's, that's really hard to play. And, and that's, that's fine. But then you're on the other side thinking, okay, so that's like 16 versions of those two bars. Um, none of it's right. Yeah. And I'm going to have to be like picking out individual tiny slithers of sound, putting them together into this huge jigsaw. Mm. Um, at the end of which the artist would be like, "Oh yeah, nailed that." And it's like, right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely got that, got that yeah. spot on. And then you can see in the in the um, in the actual um, in the project, there's like you know, just crossfades everywhere. I had a, I don't know whether I played this to 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 either of you when you were students but i had this um i have this file which i i used to use quite often which um where i'd taken a taken a, a track from a record i did and i uh superimposed a triangle bing like that uh at the at the zenith of every crossfade so where the midpoint of every single crossfade right there's this triangle ping and it's like uh, it's like a, a little bell going off. It's ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 and like people can't believe how much, mm. uh, how much of that happens. And they think, oh, you know, classical music recording. It's really, uh, you know, it's very um, kind of wholesome and sure. and uh, pure. And you know, you get your players in and you sit them down and they 
they they play it and you 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 press uh, record and you press stop and you maybe top and tail it and ta-da, there's a record. They don't really think about the 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 edit for performance mm. element. And then of course on top of that, from an engineering point of view, you have to make it sound um good as well. Yeah. So you know, so, so all that all that really goes into the planning and the uh, and mm. the and the preparation for the uh, rigging and things like that. So it's uh, it's kind of weird. I think we've sort of it feels to me like we've meandered away from what we were what we were originally talking about. But um, thus is the format of the Unlock Your Sound podcast. <laughs> but I, I, guess I, I guess that's true. I just feel like I'm sort of ram, rambling on about uh, about some nonsensical things. But I mean, one so, so um, what, where were we originally? Oh yeah, so so. So I have this sort of conventional strand of doing these sort of uh, mm. records, and then um, uh, then the more unusual stuff. And I guess the more unusual stuff is um, once you've done a few, people are like, "Oh, who did that weird thing?" Get him, and then yeah, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was going to say actually. Like, so how did it become that? I mean. I, I, in my opinion, a lot of these things are not always easy to explain, but like, how did it become that? Um, oh, so we're recording this really weird thing in this really, really weird way. Halford, Daniel yeah, Halford. Dan's the yeah, guy. That's the <laughs> guy. He's the guy you hire in to record weird stuff. <laughs> how did that yeah, happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, I know how it happens now, but um, it's very difficult to pinpoint like how that actually started. I mean, years ago, there was an organization um, called the Society for, Pro for the Promotion of New Music, uh, SPNM, it was called. Um, and it's it, some elements of its activity still um, uh, take place under as a new organization called Sound and Music. Um, and uh, I did some work for them uh, you know, many, many years ago, uh, recording, um, and doing live sound for, uh, series of, of new and experimental, um, uh, music pieces for, for, for solo performers. And, um, I suppose from, from that, I kind of was connected into that, that world a little bit. Sure. Um, and, um, so as with a lot of these things it's kind of like recommendational stuff you've done before yeah. people who people who know people and they say oh you, you know as i say who like, who who did you do that who did you do that with or mm. um often it's more of a question of uh, do you know do you know anybody who might who might uh who might be able to help me with with um uh, with knowing what i need to do next so quite often mm. the people people come to me with a like this is what we want the end result to be, but we yeah. don't really know um, how to get from where we are to there, particularly on the yeah. interdisciplinary and mixed media projects. So I've done a few um, uh, gallery installations and artwork pieces and things like that, and they'll come. The artist might approach with um, a list of you, you know sort of a concept for how. Um, how the end result will be you know we're going to have a gallery it's going to be laid out like this we're going to have this number of loudspeakers and i want the sound to travel around in this way and you know so they they've got like the end result idea and then you've got to convert that into 
well, this is going to be the post-production process um, and this is how the playout's going to work and this is how it's going to synchronize the video and lighting and you know all the, uh, everything else that you might need to have as part of the exhibition. And then you go back a next stage. So what assets do I need to, to, make, um, to make that? And you end up with a list of things that you things that you're going to need to capture and then you just come up with a plan uh to capture them so when you once you've done that a few uh once you've done that a few times then i suppose people just think well he was able to do that mine's my project's a bit like that yeah um maybe we can ask them for that um and i also do um quite a bit of recording work uh through a, a sound design consultancy called Sound uh, Sound Intermedia, and they are um, very uh, uh, deeply connected into the new new music scene uh, in UK, Europe, and and wider uh, across the wider world. And uh, quite often, they will have a project um, which is less conventional um, that they that they need recording and then I, I work on that with with them so sometimes sometimes the work comes through um it comes through from the like the live sound point of view so so if if somebody's doing a new a new new work which has got um live electronic processing on the on the sources or it's got like playback of of stuff that they're very likely to call on a sound design partnership that i'm that I that I work with, and then if there's a recording, then it'll come from there. So some of, some of the work comes like from the live, mm. rather than starting as a record and, and going sure. backwards. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, is that kind of how it happened with English Heritage Stonehenge? Like, so English Heritage was slightly different. Um, English Heritage commissioned an artist, right, um, who. Who, who came up with concept for the whole day. Because if you remember, like, well, you definitely remember this. There was an inflatable one-to-one -one replica of Stonehenge, <laughs> which, which we jumped on. We might have jumped on quite a little bit. <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> so he came up with all, all, all the concept for all that. It, actually, that, that was great. The sun came out. It had been yeah. pouring as rain. The sun came out and we're like, we've got to jump on this. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we went out and so chris and i go out go out to this thing it's like the the next oldest person there is like five <laughs> so we're like go up to the go up to this person in like high vis and we're like um can can we can we jump on this and he's like oh yeah it's like adults oh, as well yeah 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 so like we took off you know i've boots and I came and, and just went jumping like maniacs across this um, massive inflatable stone head. I really hope at some point someone from the person like, oh, well, oh, where's the point guy for this recording? <laughs> oh, um, you see the guy jumping up and down over there? Like, in yeah, the, the guy well. in the massive rubber stone head. Just, yeah, it was quite extraordinary. And then they're like, uh... I love it. I just need, uh, you know, I just, we just need to be clear about this. We're currently being paid to jump up and down. Yes. On so anyway, that, that may, may or may not have happened. Uh, and, and there was, there was also a, um, 
uh, uh, you know, um, a sort of tea party and a massive cake mm, again, a, a, yeah. a cake replica of stone. Everything was quite Stonehenge themed, and so so that the artist was the guy who came up with like all that concept. Now he yeah. then subcontracted a composer. The composer right. was commissioned by the artist, who was commissioned by English Heritage, to uh, ah, right. to to write the new the new piece of music. So the composer then commissions an orchestra to play the music. Mm. Uh, so the orchestra <clears throat> is commissioned by the composer, who's commissioned by the artist, commissioned by English Heritage, mm -hmm. and then the orchestra think, well, well, we we need a record of this because this is really weird. And yeah. we want to prove that we did it and we want people to be able to join after. So then they then commission uh, ah. they then commission the recording in that in that Oh so so, so the recording wasn't the initial No idea. So this is thing ah, like this okay. is what I mean by like where you are in the chain. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So um um and so so that uh, so in that particular instance, um there were, we um Chris and I appeared as Sound Intermedia, but uh, Sound Intermedia actually just connected the uh, the orchestra to me. Yeah. Um, and then there was no further. But do you see like the stack yes. of people to pleasure is, uh, yeah. you know. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things people always ask. Um, people ask questions. They say, how did you get that gig? How did you get that thing? Yeah. And it's it's never, you can never go, oh, I got an email from person. That that does happen sometimes, but mm. it's normally this yeah. convoluted chain of people yeah, yeah, yeah. of knowing, knowing. And um, I I did some uh, advert music before Christmas, and that chain's like three people long. Mm. And then it's like, but I have no contact or no connection at all to the person that I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it for this guy and this guy, and it's just this long thing. And so when people say, "Oh, how how do you get those gigs?" You kind of go, "Well, by standing with your arms as wide open as possible." Yeah, with as many connections as you can. Yeah, being useful and nice to those people so they yeah. remember you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's that. That's the case, isn't it? And when you're actually on the on the gig itself, mm. um, quite often that's an opportunity to um, uh, to meet people or to talk about projects. Uh, um, so uh, you know, Chris and I had lunch with the. Um, the composer and had a good old chat about some stuff there, mm. you know, maybe, may, uh, you know, maybe then another project will come like sure. in the future, the composer might think, Oh yeah, mm. uh, I'm doing this. And I reckon this guy would help because, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, because we've done, we've done it. Uh, and, and like, he wasn't the guy who commissioned, if you see what yes. I mean, like he yeah. wasn't my, my client was the orchestra and mm. um, and the orchestra was his client. But now, now he might just think, Oh yeah, that guy would be just, just suitable for for that or maybe even the artist as well you know it's difficult to know how how these things work out because i in my head i assumed that, mm. you, that your recording was the the thing happening yeah. and that's interesting do you find it a lot when you're doing these projects that you are the the end or the uh i don't want to say tacked on but like when you're yeah, there the bottom. You're, yeah you're like you're like <laughs> Oh, I've got a problem with my sound. Everyone's going. Well, we don't care, mate, because we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, some sometimes. So it, it it really depends. So in a situation like that, um, you are quite far down the tree, mm. um, and so um, 
you don't you don't have the you don't have the degree of control um, over over the situation that you that you would have in another in another circumstance. Yes, so, for example, yeah. when you do a studio record, uh, you have basically, and we were talking, you know, we we're talking about working with the conductor and so on a minute ago. You know, uh, you have basically total control. You can just mm. pop up over a loudspeaker and say, "Right, stop. We need to go back and do that bit <laughs> yeah. again." And you know, you're you're managing the yeah. time. Um, you know what you need to get through, and you, you know, you you mm. control it like that. But in in these in these other circumstances where, um, where you're part of, you know, you're a cog in a big machine, um, mm. you have very little control. Particularly if it's a live event, you've got audience and it is you know, sort of timetabled and everything like that. You've you've got to make it work. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, then yeah, um, and that's why, as I said, um, it's useful to try and get some. Um, uh, you know some backup material, so you know, like yeah. recording the night before. But then, having said that, actually, that uh, the Stonehenge is, is again quite an interesting example because we uh, we did have the opportunity to, you know, politely and and sort of collegiately negotiate. So we said, you know, this this thing that you're proposing, uh, it it will work really well for the audience, but this. Yes. It might be better to, you know, from from the point of view of the video and of the point of view of the recording, maybe we could try one like this. And you know, we did a little bit demo on one one evening. I mm. rendered up a tiny little bit of the video that evening, put it on my phone, went over to the composer and said, "It could look like this." Sure. And then yes. he was like, "Yeah, that would be good. Tell us how we can make it like that." We did. Next yeah. day, right? We're going to do one for Dan. And we're going to do it like this. Dan, tell us how you want to do it. And I was like, right, okay, this is how we do it. And so, and then, and you know, and that, and that was good. Uh, um, but you don't always get that opportunity, but you can always try. You know, if you think like there's some minor change that we could do that would make a big impact on the, the end result, you know, positive impact on the end result, yeah. you know, people are going to be pleased about it. And I think sometimes those could, those are the things that stick in people's minds afterwards. They're like, oh, yeah, Absolutely. he didn't just go with it. He was like, oh, you could just tweak this little tiny, tiny bit. And he proposed it in a yeah. uh, professional way. Yeah, didn't politely. didn't annoy anyone. Of... Yeah. Yeah, not like, uh, that's going to be terrible, <laughs> so you've got to do it this way. Yeah. yeah. You're just yeah. like, we could try it like this. I'll show you what it what it could be like, and we'll discuss it later on. And, you know, um, so if, you've, if you're able to give yourself the time to do that, I and mean, obviously some things like massively against time, or like they're on air, or you know, there's and, and no one cares. There's no, you know, somebody else is, or somebody does care, but it's definitely not you, and they're not interested in your opinion. <laughs> that they're, you know, they've already yeah. had all this work out. Yeah, and they're just like make whatever we're doing sound as good as possible, mm -hmm. um, and then you know, then you just have to try try and um, and do that. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so this is going to be excellent podcast material. Um, <laughs> look at this diagram. So I sent these the other day. So I, I, for the benefit of the listeners, I'm holding up a, a series of stage plots. So these are all these are like six different configurations or five different configurations of uh, slightly different groups of instruments on a stage. So I quite often get sent. So this was sent to me the other day. And uh, the the issue is that we've got to move between three of them in front of the audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, during a concert, and they're they're quite big moves. Like 
more than one piano is you know it's like two two grand pianos are moved um there's an organ a huge array of percussion like six six brass uh six brass mm. uh what be seven string and you know they, they move uh each time three times and each one has got to be uh, each thing's got to be recorded mm. so you've got to come up with a mic plot flying plan all this kind of stuff that that's going to be as flexible as possible that's going to yeah. cause the least amount of disruption when you say like you say like who cares about this stuff um they want a really good recording but you can't possibly stop them you know you you can't say oh you can't run over my mic cables with your grand piano yes like yeah. that's all got to be like <laughs> yeah. that's all got to be factored in yeah yeah uh now on the paper mm. when we so yeah. a lot of this is like pla- is planning it's a bit like the the eight P's of uh, podcast performance that we learned about <laughs> <laughs> relatively recently. But um, you got, you got yes. to get that down. You've got to get that down, uh, you know, before oh. you turn up. Yeah, Chris, are you listening, Chris? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. What yeah. day does Christmas Eve fall on? <laughs> <laughs> that was proper piss poor podcast performance on my <laughs> part, Pavey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so a lot. Uh, I mean, this is this is the thing. So with all of these things, whether it's like in the studio, whether it's um, on on location, um, yeah. by which I mean, you know, something that's um, uh, you know something's out of out of the studio, um, but but relatively controlled, or if it's field, like you know, um, Stonehenge, where it's where you also have. Uh, Lack of power, lack of backup, lack of yep. resources, lack of ability to bring transport and stuff. You know all those. Um, uh, whether it's live, whether it's broadcast, you know all this kind of stuff. It, um, the majority of the of the work takes place before the the performance, yeah, and after yep. the performance. During yep. the performance, mostly, you know, it's like you're hoping that everything that you've done beforehand is enough, yep. and afterwards is when you pick up the pieces. Uh, sure. Which hopefully is a very simple um, uh, kind of execution of your plan, mm-hmm. but mm. can be resolving whatever disaster happened that you didn't um, you didn't account for. Um, and sometimes those things are completely out of your um, out of your control. I mean, one one of the things that the, one of the things I find particularly interesting is that um, in any live recording. Um, if someone needs to cough, they will usually do it like right before the first note. I don't know why that is. It's like everybody everybody quietens yeah. down and there's like a hush falls over the audience. The conductor raises his baton. There's an intake of breath from the from the ensemble. <coughs> and then like a, a, a very, very quiet, you know, sort of piano... Uh, yeah. String tremolando gently comes in, and you're like in the in the room next door with uh, your pencil, like putting massive t- double hash lines on your score game, like error. <laughs> but it, it's, that's a really good point because um, uh, I was part of a recording once where uh, it wasn't me; it went to the person. But the when we were discussing it with the person we were recording for, I said, "In your uh, uh, program that you're giving out to people, it'd be a really useful thing if you put the information about not clapping between movements." Right. Um. 
because not because not everyone knows mm. that, that. No, and no, it's not. Exactly. It's not. It's not we, we, you don't want to be pandering. You don't want to be sort of patronising the audience. But you say like it would be really great because we'd like to make sure the sustains carried nicely. Yeah, you get the appropriate amount of pause or rest, and it comes so you don't. It sounds as natural as possible. Would be would be for us to leave it the way it's recorded. If someone goes, oh, 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 yeah, and then that one, it's always that one person. You don't think of that as being your job in the recording, but actually, no. that's that's. But a really I mean, you could make a, a suggestion, but you know, the thing is, mm. it, again, it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of a person management thing, because uh, yeah. or, 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 or um, that's not really a person, but you know, sort of. A, uh, you've got to sort of read the situation as well. Yes, I, sure. yeah, Because in some situations you could say, um, oh, you know, you're going to remind people not to clap in the interval. And it's like, no one's going to clap in the interval. The people who come to, you know, the Royal exactly. House or whatever. And yes, you know, yeah. That, that, it's just gonna, it, they're just going to be offended if you write uh, that. Apart from, did you watch the uh, New Year's Day concert from Vienna? I usually year? do, but I didn't. I and, didn't this year as well. I think it's right. It's right. It's really early on, and you just hear this one. Yeah, and you can, you can tell someone from like, the studying team where they were like, "Yeah, get <laughs> straight <laughs> away, straight away." Just you just well, burst and bag over the head and drag. <laughs> I want him down. gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, one of the what, so so you're you, you know you can't control you can't control yes, yeah, the occasional yeah. people. Um, one thing that that is very common is like, announcements about. Um, phones and things yes. like, like that yeah. so, um you know my favorite one is uh, a big sign i can't remember where i saw it but it's like um if your phone goes off during the performance you will be required to uh, come onto the stage and play the bassoon <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> that's like, that is... okay that's fine if you're a bassoon, yeah. bassoonist i'd get someone to call me <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on that's how you get gigs <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, yes, and, and I've also had the, um, uh, the the sort of it's it's almost become a sort of meme now because it's happened so often. But the the like little Nokia ringtone going yeah. off, and then the the performer starting to riff along with that, and just like yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, stop and start playing along with the the, uh, the Nokia yeah. ringtone. It's uh, um, which is in fact a piece of guitar music. So in in the right yes. in, the, in the right context, you know, you could really. Mm. Set that off, somewhere. but uh, yeah, it's um, uh, yeah. When did, I think the last time I saw that was with a violinist. The violinist sort of extemporized for a few minutes on it, and then said, "You know, anyone else want to yeah, <laughs> you join know, switch, in? Switch off there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can jam with the philharmonic with your ringtone. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. um, uh, sometimes there are other things. So we talk a bit about like the audience um, and you know problems that you can cause. Uh, I was just thinking back to. A, uh, broadcast a few years ago, where uh, all the um, the music stand lights in the pit just went off. Oh wow! So you know, it, it's, it's um, it was uh, you know everything was going completely completely fine, uh, no problems any, anywhere, and then suddenly all the music music stand lights go off, and that there's a very very limited amount of time that the orchestra can continue for yes. under that circumstance without them coming back on. Yeah. And it didn't. So the conductor just brought the... Uh, it was an opera, actually. Brought the the whole opera to a close. Stood up out of his uh, out of his um, uh, little rostrum in the pit and said, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, um, we will restart as soon as the 
music stand lights return. And yeah. there was a little shuffling around. Somebody from the lighting department came and fiddled around. And mm. um, I think somebody had trodden on something in the in, in the pit. It was a very, very, um, very, very uh, tight squeeze in there. Um, and the... the um, the lights were brought on and and the and the performance continued. Uh, now that was being uh, that was being taken for Radio Three, um, but uh, because they now uh, do deferred relay most of the time, so they so uh, a lot of live um, broadcasts are in fact uh, not live. Um, you know, not, uh, live as live is yes. where you. Um, where the event is happening at a point in time, and if you're listening to it on the radio, you're hearing it at that same point in time. You can drive yes, up yeah. to the concert hall in your car, listening to it on the radio, get out and carry on listening to the concert. Sure. But um, <clears throat> deferred live or a deferred relay um, or as live, all these kind of terms basically mean record, play it back later. Now, that can be a couple of hours later uh, or a couple of days later. Um, so, you know, um, Carols from Kings, you know, that's a recent thing that's happened. Yep. Um, that that doesn't uh, that's not recorded um, when the uh, when it goes out. Um, it, the, the television version is done uh, several weeks before, um, but the Radio 3 is live as live. So that goes mm. out uh, on Christmas Eve, sung on Christmas Eve. So. Yeah. Uh, so, and so you say, yes, so so this music satellite stopped. Uh, so, just li literally just mark that up in the score. Uh, as soon as the, um, uh, as soon as the uh, performance ends, jump back to that point in the multi track, trim that out, fade it across, yeah. package it up, ready to go. Um, no, no one knows. You know, you've yeah. got, so sometimes you just can't get around those problems, but you, you have a plan for it if it occurs. And actually, people, People are actually quite forgiving in those circumstances yeah. if it's handled. As I said the the conductor brought to a close, made a short announcement, said there will be a short interval. We will fix yeah. this. It's a fix the problem. It, yeah. If everyone's spending more time going, oh, what's going on there? Oh, half the could just carry on because their lights are working now, but that half isn't. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and all that sort of stuff. And it, you, it, it snowballs and becomes a bigger problem. If, it's, if it's just all... about the handling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and so he was he was extremely professional about it and. Uh, um yeah. and i think some of that is like the charm of a of a live thing you know something can go wrong yeah. you know when yeah. you when you go to watch something live one of the sort of you get that sort of frisson of of excitement because anything could happen and sometimes if if it if if the thing that if one of the anythings happens when you're there you're like oh mm. yeah that's do you remember that one which we saw where they had to stop it and stuff? You know, it'd be a little bit like, uh, you know, if you, if, I mean, if a stage caught fire or something during a, you know, yeah. a, a pop gig or something, you know, uh, or if you're there during yeah. a wardrobe malfunction or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, it, it's like any little problem is kind of unless interesting to people. Unless the person's got to deal with it. Yeah. Because I once had to stand with my finger on a smoke alarm button for about a 45 minute lecture at okay. a. <laughs> I was recording a lecture at the college I used to work for in Cambridge and a very important lecture, smoke alarm kept going. Duh! Yeah. And it was just, and it, again, I don't know how it was doing it. It was just doing it during the silent bits between his Yeah, speaking. it knows when to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, ah. Oh. And again, I was, I, and there's, there's nothing you could do about it. It's on a fixed circuit. You can't cut it. It's, it's, not, it's obviously yeah. not a battery up or but you can hold in the test the, button. The mute button, yeah. <laughs> and I was then standing like, on the side of the lecture theatre going, 
Yeah, like that. exactly. And, and Chris but, has got his hand but, in the uh, in the air, right? Yeah, now. sorry. Again, <laughs> amazing <laughs> podcast for the benefit. Yeah, just of the literally. Listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but th- but then you you think okay, that's kind of like really stupid. What else are you going to do? That all these people that have paid to come to this very important, very prestigious um uh, lecture. Yeah, and it was they just don't like, want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't care about your problem. Yeah, yeah, fix sure. it. No, you it's just figure out a way again. of solving it. If that's the way of solving it, that's yeah. the pragmatic solution yeah. in that moment. Yeah, even though it's quite irritating, you look a bit silly. Yeah, it's and fun. then it was just it was just one of those things. And again, for the recording, it meant the actual record. A, a the the live bit was fine after that, but also means the recording didn't need me going through it. Taking out, yeah, all these... exactly. The, I was massive. more. I, I'm being brutally honest. What kept me there was knowing I would have less work to do tomorrow yeah, than exactly. my arm A hurting for that session. For that in RX, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, absolutely. I, and honestly, it wasn't. I, I really didn't care that much about the lecture. I was just thinking more of. If I just stand like this, okay, it's going to be painful for this amount of time, but if I do it tomorrow, I have a much easier day. Yep, that works out in my mind better. Yeah, exactly. I'll do that. Yeah, also, you look like a hero as well. For <laughs> yeah. anybody who does understand what's going on. Lots of on. people did come up to me afterwards. And, then, and actually, again, very professional. The guy who gave him the lecture did not face him at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. just had, he was not, didn't even look across. Afterwards, came up to me. And that did make everything feel better because I was literally like, Holding my arm, yeah. Yeah. sweating this. profusely. Again, like. still trying to pack up, and he was saying, "Thank you so much for doing that. You, yeah. it's, you don't know what it means for a, a live. Yeah. When you're live, you're nervous. It doesn't matter how often you do lectures. Anyone yeah. speaking in front of a live. Yeah, and he said, for that going on for the last three quarters of an hour of my lecture would have just derailed me at yeah. some point. Driven yeah. mad. Exactly. Yeah, driven mad. And 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 even, also the audience, you could see them all going like counting in their heads, like, oh, is it every sixty seconds or is it every forty five seconds? Yeah, so you oh, so he's coming, losing he's losing the audience as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh. any... I still wake I'm up. Not... Occasionally I'll wake up with a cold sweat and I'll think I'm still there. Um... <laughs> it's obviously very trauma a very traumatic yeah. experience. You have to get some therapy. Um, yeah, some therapy. Like, cognitive behavioural therapy. <laughs> yeah. I think I mean it's interesting. I think one of the things it highlights is a sort of um, I suppose it's sort of a quite a giving attitude that a lot of people have in the arts to try and, um, you know, more widely than recording uh, or technical things specifically. Mm. I mean, it's interesting that we haven't really talked that much about technical things. It, it, it's it, it, it's more about like the attitude, isn't it? That, yeah. Yes. So you were thinking like, uh, how can I make my job easier? How can I support the guy who's who's speaking? And that could have been somebody performing an instrument, or you know, yes, how can yeah. I keep the audience uh, audience connected? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and uh, you know, before one of one of uh, uh, the first jobs I had when I uh, left university was I worked for a uh, for an orchestra uh, in a in a pretty much a non technical capacity. Um, and uh, one of the things I learned really uh, early on, and Chris and I actually discussed this uh, when we were doing the Stonehenge, one of the things I learned pretty pretty early on is always wear concert dress when you're when you're going to the um, uh, when you go when you're going to a concert uh, with yeah. the orchestra. Like go as if you are going to go on with with the orchestra because you don't know when you might have to do that. And the other thing, which is uh, uh, which what which was what what happened far more frequently is that you know the the second trumpet player would turn up and say oh I haven't haven't got any trousers or something you know I haven't got black trousers on it and so you'll be there like down trowel onto the trumpet player <laughs> off again and then you know the piccolo player oh, um, my shirt has uh, you know 
Pl- <laughs> and you're like, okay, so shirt off onto the piccolo, you know, bow tie for the for the the percussionist, and you know, and yeah. so in the end, so you're standing in your underwear in the in the um, <laughs> or dressed as an amalgam of the of the rest of the orchestra, but from the um, from the from the audience's point of view, yes, everything was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, hundred percent. And and again, we before the podcast, we were discussing an incident and what made it easier for me to go on stage to fix that thing we're discussing is because mm. I look like part of the orchestra. Yeah. So no, so everyone in the audience who's listening to the conductor talk about the next piece of music and they're explaining something, everyone thought, oh, there might be another percussion guy. Yeah, there's not like something. someone in jeans and t-shirt yeah. like just wanders exactly. on and starts no one's You're you dressed want, you, yeah, as you, they you, are. Yeah. You want to be ignored. We always want to be ignored. Yeah. We don't want to get in yeah. the way. And, and sometimes the best way to be ignored is to be very formally dressed if that's what everybody else is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, if that's what everybody else is is, yeah. is doing. And I thought I think also it's it's um in, in some other contexts it's more about um uh conveying like a professionalism. So yeah. uh if if two people turn up to do a job and um you know they're just wearing whatever they're they're wearing and they and they do it. They could do a perfect job. Everything would be absolutely fine. They'd be the same people. But if the two people turn up and when it's when it's showtime, they're in blacks or they're in concert dress or you know the what, uh, um, it's just like their little recognition that they know that you're that you're there to to work. Um, yeah. They know you know you're there there to work. That you're prepared. That you've thought about this in, the, yeah, in advance. You didn't just happen to have. Uh, blacks in the, it, you know, in on the, you know, you yeah. you 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 brought that and and um, it's just that like additional element of of uh, of preparedness or, or professionalism, which I think but is, is quite being able to tie a bow tie has become very a valuable asset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, either on yourself or on yes, other people, other people yeah. doing it backwards. Going, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got just, uh, yeah, could you just sort this out? Yeah. But I think uh, that's, a, that's a really interesting point you've made, and you've, and also also just not the technical language you've used, but the the language of uh, of like an orchestra or how you talk to an orchestra. I think so if it's people listening, if you're thinking about doing recording of any yeah. kind, and you don't know if you are going to do a classical recording, it's really useful if you know some terminology, so you can you can easily explain what you want to say. To someone mm-hmm. and they can yeah. explain something to you so i can't remember what the wording is but i remember someone explained to me when you when you're uh, inserting an orchestra again after if you're going to make them redo a bar you mm. say 17 for for four or something which is the counting or something i'm not can you do you know yeah what that... so um so th- there's there's some sort of different conventions but um yeah uh, if you so for example with a with a, a click perhaps if you're talking mm. if you've got a, if you've got a count it's so quite so firstly it's important to say like the, the a vast majority of my my work is not to a click so actually that's that's something I didn't didn't make clear earlier and it's kind of interesting from an editing point of view so if you if if you're imagining a, a conventional system where where when you're in your DAW the bar lines in the DAW line up with the bar lines in the music that doesn't apply to me most of yep. the time i have time code or seconds at the top of the uh, of the daw and the the ensemble or the conductor run at their own speed so mm-hmm. sometimes when you're making edits that can be difficult if they're mm. um but there, there are circumstances where people work to click and um i usually standardize with the 
uh, with the ensemble beforehand, uh, how many clicks in, uh, you know, how many bars of click and how many subdivisions they're going to have beforehand. And then always say that consistently over the talk about every time. Uh, so it'd be like um, bar 17 clicks from 16 and then uh, let them in. Uh, you don't normally need to specify how many that are going to come because the meter of the music will determine that. So if you, uh, so, but it's important for you to sort of pay attention to, to what's happening. So let's say bar 17 was a meter change. So you've gone from three, four to uh, four, four. Then you would tell, you would tell the ensemble whether they were going to hear clicks in four or clicks in three right. mm -hmm. so that they would. So it's, it's, uh, it's more about, it, it's not about a, um, it's not about an exclusionary jargon. I want to go back to that in a, in a moment, but mm. it's more about just being extremely clear because I think yes. you'll waste a lot of time uh, yep. if some people think, oh, we're, we're starting from 17. Some people think uh, we're hearing clicks from 17. Yes. Some people think we're going to hear three clicks because mm -hmm. bar 16 is a three, four. Some people think they're going to hear four clicks because bar 17 is a four, four. So you've just yes. got to make sure. But, and, and I think consistency is the way mm. it is, is important. Just so reiterating every single time, basically. Yeah. So, so just have, have a way that you explain <clears> it and explain it like that every time. So, you know, say bar, bar 23, it clicks in three from bar 22. Right. Here they come. And off you, off you. And, and off they go and 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 in and uh with like the london-based professionals they they're used to that um they'll start perfectly every time mm -hmm. it will be fine i mean and um and and uh if you're consistent people can very rapidly um get into the like the flow and then the sort of session kind of picks up and 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 you can uh, move forward and of course when you've got a lot of players um it's very expensive so you the amount of time that you yes you know that you waste is is really yeah. costly so yeah. you want to try and um, uh, minimize that and just nipping back to that point um you're saying like it's it's good to be able to communicate like i'm i'm really not a fan of like exclusionary jargon sure yes. so yeah. um there's a lot of that in in lots of different industries and um I think audio engineering is one where where we can be quite bad at oh, yeah. just saying what it is yeah. that we're doing because we want to make it sound more complicated or we want to, of you know, want somebody to feel yeah. imp impressed at the technical you know uh, uh, achievement that you that, you know <laughs> whatever it is and 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 there's there's some of that in in music as well mm. you know there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, conductors will. Um, only give directions in Italian, for example, you know, and, right. uh, and it's, um, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it, uh, but so, so I, I'm really not a fan of that. I try to make everything as sort of as plain English as possible, but on the communication point, I think it's really important to have some, some empathetic understanding of, of the, of the difficulties that players might be experiencing. So, for example, um, if you've got uh, a really high, really quiet brass entry, uh, and you don't play, and you've never have any any kind of concept of what it's like to play a brass entry, right? Just looking that in the in the piece of music and think, well, why is that always late? Why is that always flat? Why is that, or you know, that and and I think it's important to like have some understanding of. The, the mechanics mm -hmm. and and the 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 
the, the way that a particular instruments are performed. Um, yes. So that you know, like, oh, that's going to be a really difficult bit, or this bit's going to going to ruin their lip. You know, they're they're going mm. to uh, if they do this section more than two or three times, they're not going to be do- able to do it well because their lips will have become numb. This is a, again a, a a thing that happens with the brass players if you're playing very loudly, very high. Mm-hmm. The vibration in your lips can you know make it really difficult for you to do mm. that too many times. So you've got to be um, so from the communication point of view, you have to be really aware of those kind of things. Mm. But you don't need to communicate them in any kind of jargony way. You just need to say, yeah. you know, um, how many do do you think we'll be all right to do, you know, uh, from letter H, because uh, you know, again, or should we, if we go back, shall we skip over that section, or you know, you've got you just just show some awareness of like yeah. what's 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 possible, yeah. what's um, what's difficult, um, and in some sometimes. Um, Although you've got to be really cautious, or you've got to be really careful with doing this. Sometimes you can offer suggestions of like uh, a ways to improve uh, a particular um, uh, a passage, you know, by by giving kind of some performance direction. Mm. But not if you're if you're going to step on the toes of a conductor. Not if you're going to step on the toes of a section yes. leader. Not you know, um, and not if you don't actually know what you're talking about. Because yes. there's a lot of people who are you know. Oh, maybe you know. It's like you know. I need to. I need to get some more MIDI on my bass drum. It's that sort of you know. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard stuff like what you know. Um, people say stuff like that. Yeah. I like, want. To, I want. As now, there's loads boy. of orchestra equivalents of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But guys, you're right. Having having some sympathy and empathy, and like um, I I might mention this before on the podcast, but I I once recorded um a a, a last post. Mm. on Remembrance Day and I remember saying to the, the trumpet player it was a corner player um, do you want to go in do you want to go inside this hall for a minute and warm up yeah because because um, it's going to be it, really hard it, if, you're, exactly. if your instrument is cold yeah. yeah any brass player play outside I have so much credit for them because mm. it's so hard and I've been at uh, Remembrance Days when you've heard him mumbling oh he fluffed that note on the last post and I'm going He's like, do you, you know do how it, difficult <laughs> yes. it is on a very cold day in November, to yeah. keep the seal on your on the cornet or the trumpet, yeah, you go and try and do that. Mm. It really is. It, I, I I always sort of sympathy and go like I said to this chap. Yeah, of course you can go in there. I've spoken to the vicar of the church. You can go yeah. in there, get warmed, yeah, get warmed up, put the get some air going through the instrument. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. He, and <clears> the look on his face was like I'd offered him a million pounds. He was yeah. like, <laughs> I'm absolutely nervous because it's the most. In That's a very high profile. You exactly. Know, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dead People silent. Call, isn't it? They know what it's you. supposed to be like. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows exactly how it's going to sound, and I'm crapping myself because I know it's going to be difficult. So it's like, but if I hadn't known about brass instruments, it's like it's sure. not a massive. Like you said it's not a massive thing. It's mm-hmm. trying to make sure you have little pieces of information that can, you might just make that recording so much better for not just for the recording but for the person doing it and the audience and all those yeah. kind of things. And then that also reflects back on you as well in terms of like, mm-hmm. are you the person who gets called the next time? Mm-hmm. Well, you're yeah. the guy who actually uh, sort of showed some some understanding and you cared about yeah. the, the, the various things. Um, mm. And I think, you know, if you thinking back to um, some of the things that you've discussed in previous, um, you know, episodes, uh, one, you know, one thing I thought was quite interesting um, is when you did your origins and you're talking about like university and things like that. Yeah. 
Um, and obviously, like I, I listened to that and I had these had sort of interesting thoughts about it because I thought, well, it's kind of it's interesting to hear the other side because um, I, I think you mentioned it at the at the top of the podcast. Um, I was a lecturer at the at the university where you were students. Um, yeah. Oh, Chris, Chris. What, what did we say? Yeah. What did we say? Dude, my mind oh. is like, what did oh. I say? Oh, no. <laughs> did we say all oh, lecturers are idiots? Oh, no. No, 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 you, you, you didn't. You were, you were, you were quite, uh, you, I think you were quite even, even handed, but there were, there were a few things that I thought, oh, that's, that's really interesting. Um, you know, it'd be great to, it'd be great to un unpack, unpack that. And I think what, what we've just been saying, like leads through to that quite nicely, because one of the things that you did say was like, like the etiquette and stuff like that is is not taught so much. You can't. You don't right, come yeah. out of. Um, uh, you don't come out of the uh, university courses or whatever. You know, knowing knowing how to do this. And to the greatest extent, um, I agree with that because a lot of that can only really be. Um, yeah. It can only effectively be acquired like on the ground. Yeah. Um, but one thing that um, are. I feel I feel that um, I tr I tried to do or I tried and to do is um, is to give more of this like wider context information. So we we're talking about like the brass instruments. So if you take a, like a, a, a typical group of first year students who want to do engineering, um, maybe like three or four of them might pr play a brass instrument, mm. but it's pretty guaranteed that any of them who actually end up uh, as engineers are going to record a brass instrument. Yes. So it seems to me very sensible to go over these principles and to discuss these things. But these are always the things that are um, that are slated as like boring and irrelevant and so on by by students on these courses, which I think is sure, quite sure. I think it's quite interesting. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it also goes to the basic principles. So I don't know whether either of you did this with me, but uh, with my first year groups, I do a whole uh, lecture on uh, putting up and taking down music stands, microphone stands, lighties, you know, and yep. they, they just look at me like I'm insane. You know, like what we're going to do today is we're going to learn like how to adjust the clutches on a microphone stand and how to set it up and yep. coiling cables in the same session, yep. things like that. And um, and I'm sure all of this just goes straight out of straight out of the heads of of loads of students. And then that's the first thing they get picked up on. On yep. any recording session, because I get interns as well, mm. so I like to see the other end, yeah. uh, like the people you're saying come out these studios, not uh, come out these courses, not ready. Yep. And I think we we do this stuff, and it, it's it's so it's yeah. and it's really difficult to relate. It's really difficult when you're when you're a student to like connect why these things are so important when you just want to be a producer and you think like, why are we learning about how flute works? And yeah. what, why, why, you know, I don't care how, how you'd fold a music stand without trapping your fingers, you know, and that. But uh, until you've got to set up 50 of them in an hour or less than an hour, yeah, half exactly, an hour, 10 exactly. minutes. And yeah. if you're the person who, when they finished folding your 50 music stands, you then, that time is then spent hanging out with the, the, the producer or the engineer at the studio working out, you know, then, it, 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 but it, it's so hard to convey that, you know, from, mm. as from a lecturer's point of view, it's like, it's very, very difficult to, to get, to get that, um, uh, get that across. And of course, now, nowadays, again, this is something that you, you picked up on is like the course, the course costs are so expensive that 
you are just not going to be able to do an hour on stands, on cables and things like that. I, it's so valuable, but you but the value isn't perceived at that point of delivery. Yeah, yeah. of course. And it's uh, and it's it's all and it's always so much later. And I I often you know it's always so much later that, that you think oh yeah I see why that was. and I think about this my, myself like um, when I was at school I really um, I really disliked doing maths and I know that's like quite quite a stereotypical thing I really disliked doing maths and I I found it really like hard to understand how this could possibly be useful I wanted to do music why you know why would that be useful and now I just think. I wish I'd understood the connection between maths and you know everything, yeah. so that uh, <laughs> so that uh, you know I would have spent more time and effort on that at the time, so that now my like basic understanding yeah. would be at a higher you know I wouldn't have had to relearn that all as an adult. Sorry, sorry, Dan, I'm just going to chop you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, second year university nodes on a stringed instrument. Can you tell me how that works? That's all do with the that's all to do with maths. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Am I gonna have to get my what? science of sound book out? Uh, yeah, you're gonna oh, you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, so yeah. so, so what's the, what's the solution then? So uh, yeah. that's an that you know you're, you're helping me to transition this so perfectly because I recently ish, I think in the last year or maybe it was a couple of years ago, one of you lot um, <laughs> posted this video on uh, YouTube uh, on. Um, blah, 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 blah. Facebook. Yeah. You're in it. I'm in it. Uh, we're setting up standing oh, waves yeah. in a corridor outside a studio in the University of... In, in a, are we saying the university? In a university. Um, did you say where you went to university? Well, I don't know. Anyway, cut that out if you don't want to. At university. Yeah, you're fine. All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> at the University of Hertfordshire. <laughs> we're we set, I, don't, I don't know what you want to go in. What you um <laughs> So in in this in this corridor, we're setting up standing waves, yeah. and uh, I'm there, you know, shouting right. Okay, everybody, move to the place where you know find the loudest bit that you can find, and everybody walks and settles themselves down the corridor. And there's an even division of people down. Now go and find the quietest bit you and like you know. And I think you know, and those are the sort of things that we try to do to like get yeah the, the mm. concept. And, and then once you've got that in your mind, you, when you then go back to the whiteboard. Um, you've got something, you've got like a little hook to try and yeah. think, oh mm. yeah, so what we're now looking at in tedious and boring detail I'm never going to need to know is uh, related to that uh, that phenomenon I've just experienced outside. And um, if if yeah. I was in a room which had a particular, you know, shape and, and size where these nodes and anti-nodes were positioned in such a way, this could make an enormous effect on my mix and that could make an enormous effect on how uh you know my skills were perceived by other people who heard it and that could make an enormous effect on my career and you know and it, everything kind of stems yeah uh, stems how to back. set up a studio how to sit in a room and think where should i put my speakers and where should i where should i sit oh if i set some standing waves up i can you can figure you, all that yeah, yeah. You, you suddenly you're now branching into acoustics and you're branching into that and it's yeah no it's... and but it, it's some it's sometimes difficult to make those connections yes. uh yeah uh, early, early along, and you know, and that's and that's why, um, and I, I think that's why a lot of lecturers seem to be like kind of going over these basic things again and again because um, 
if we, you know once we've once we've moved forward and you know we're coming back to um you know to to see like new generations of engineers coming through uh we've seen ourselves how useful these things are mm -hmm. and i think sometimes it's i think we're not just we're just not very good at communicating why that's why yeah. that's important i think that's slightly different from the overall discussion about the merit of universities um well it's more think, it's more think, it's more relative to the cost like it, yeah i know. mean i would encourage anybody to go back and listen to that episode zero um who, who hasn't heard it it's it's kind of an interesting balanced discussion about it mm. um uh and uh, certainly if you're considering um if you're, certainly if you're considering a university course you know it's really difficult to you know to know chris you said something really uh profound in that episode is uh you said it was about going to university it, that going to university and going to the lectures is that thing but part of it is because you've chosen to do it, hmm. that's the first step in your mindset of going, I want to become the most knowledgeable I can in this field. Mm -hmm. So my way forward is going to university. That's great. But you also said, but then I should also be surrounding my other life yeah. areas with that as well. So just going, oh, if I go to university, I will become proficient in that is not the mindset. The mindset is I'm going to university because I want to uh, uh, grab all the knowledge I can. But after lectures at the weekends, I'm also doing yeah. this, that and the other. Yeah, um, ideally and, yeah. it should supplement experience. Yes. Yeah. You know? And that's when I think that's when you start to pull the things together because you go, oh, I was recording that at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, that reminded me of something I did in my lecture yeah. last year or last week. Oh, okay, that comes together. Well, content content yeah. needs context in which to make sense, doesn't it? If you don't have the context yeah. in your brain, then like, you know, um, I might have mentioned this before, but like there there were even in my group or class or whatever in my year at university, there were there were people there who were probably smarter and. Uh, probably who worked a bit harder than I did, um, but didn't do as well because I was already producing, like not producing yeah. to a massive extent. Like I was just doing my own things, but I had something so that when Simon, for example, was teaching us like subtractive synthesis, additive synthesis mm. and Rob Goldman, that stuff immediately, like the, the second I learned it, I learned it permanently. You know, that was... Yeah, yeah, like, oh, this is something I can use yeah. today, tomorrow... Exactly. ...in what I'm in what I'm doing. Yeah, or yeah. it's something I've been struggling with for the last few years, or yeah, I just didn't Yeah, I was going to say, it can also work the other way around. Yeah. If you're doing proactively stuff outside of university, um, you can you can bring in your questions and your comments and your queries. Yeah, yes. Um, you know, it's... It, it, uh, I think one thing that you did, you did say was that it's really what you make of it, and I think yeah, that's, sure. that's really, really important. Um point is that you know you there, there's a huge wealth of resource of all kinds of things uh at, at university not just you're not just in the area of your study mm -hmm. um that you can access yeah and, and you know, if you if you t and it's kind of a bit difficult because you you two are both like um you know motivated and proactive students and and uh, and uh that's uh, that's kind of like a necess that that's kind of like a characteristic that's that's gonna that's gonna um, serve you well regardless of you know what you've actually learned. But um, and and it, people who aren't motivated and proactive 
they, if they think that just obtaining a degree is going to do anything, then you're you're, com- yeah, you're exactly. completely right in in saying no. It's it's yeah. it's, it's not going to you know no one is going to care. They only care about the result. You know that I do agree that that is that is mm. that's true. I mean, one thing I always used to say. I mean, I I was actually prevented from um, from giving open day talks at a particular institution because uh, I was quite straightforward with prospective students about like the chances of their them actually working in the in the in the field yeah. of their study and you know yeah uh, the prospects but i i you know i felt like uh, you know i was morally obligated to do that because i because i was um you know wasn't on an appointment at the at the university i didn't i didn't mm. feel i had anything to lose but to be honest but mm. um but i see the um i see the there's the sort of two things you're trying to do at the university one is like win a degree mm. yes. that, does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely. and like the other one is to learn things that might be useful to you yeah yes like yep. you want to try and learn as many things that might be useful to you now some of those will be directly taught to you yeah some of yeah. them will be uh sort of a consequence of the environment uh some of them will be meeting other people and and things you you do and uh, a lot of people uh, learn an enormous amount of stuff at university uh, but, but fail to win the degree or get it or, or fail to get a really good one but they act you know they can come out with a lot more experience uh yeah. you know, and a lot more um you know a, a greater a greater skill set yeah exactly um yes yeah, so i think experience was perhaps the wrong the wrong word there be a greater skill set on which they can start building experience yeah yeah um i think sometimes there's a, there's a, there's an issue where there's people have got an enormous amount of experience but uh, lacking some uh, basic fundamental underlying uh, yeah. skills, and that makes it very difficult for them to transition from one area um, to another. So you get people who are really niche in a particular area, mm-hmm. um, mm. and that and that can work really well. But but the sort of thing I do um, is so bizarre and so um, rapidly changing, and uh, often interdisciplinary. So I do a lot of stuff with like. Um, other forms of art and media so this could be like installations it could be yeah. um film television uh, vr increasingly um broadcast where you're working with other with other, other departments and like having some fundamentals allows you to like quickly pick up what other people are doing and increasingly of course like um, information technology networking all those, those kind of things um a lot of audio systems now are basically um ip networks so mm-hmm. yes. le- learning some underlying stuff about that is quite useful um so i think i think you know there are there are some definite definite benefits but um yeah i just thought that was a re- i just thought that was a really interesting um really interesting discussion in that that episode uh, um and i think you come back to it in episode two as well so mm. something you know yeah. these kind of areas it's uh, it's um um i think it's a really important area and i imagine that quite a lot of people listening um you know are having these thoughts about indeed it was, you know is it worth it you know yeah, yeah well that was the question that was yeah. the question that chris got from the group which is where we went down that route is someone someone recently asked you uh chris and they should i go to university yeah mm. bearing in mind it's nine thousand a year now yeah yeah i think that was yeah. almost the way they worded it and, and 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 it's a very difficult question to it's it's i think you, uh, what you're saying for down is yeah Yes, go if you know what you're going there for. Yeah. Uh, 
Which yeah, is yeah. really hard because you're so young. Yeah. You don't really know what you're doing. I have. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea when I first went to university. I didn't know what I was doing. I just went to university because, well, you know, that's what you do. And yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's what um, a lot of people do it that way. A lot. Of yeah. yeah. And I had. To, I had. Be, uh, you know, I had behaved quite controversially from the point of view of my uh, sixth form in um, in choosing to go to what they considered to be. Uh, not a very prestigious university. Right. Um, they wanted me to go to Cambridge or Oxford and, you know, didn't really care what I did. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, that would look good. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the grades and stuff. And uh, and I, I was like going on about this music technology thing that they had never heard of. <laughs> and say, so, you know, oh, I want to go to, um, you know, the University of Salford in Manchester. Well, why do you go to the University of Manchester in Manchester? You know, well, because... <laughs> You know, they don't do music. They, they don't literally. They don't <laughs> do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, and and uh, and when I came to the University of Hertfordshire at the time, the University of Hertfordshire was the only um, the only institution in the UK doing yeah. a pure sound design course. Yeah, I think it, it was it was a pioneer, wasn't it? it was the first yeah. first people to do it and offer a course. Yeah, it was like Hertfordshire, and like I I um I might mention this, but like I literally. I dreamt up the idea of a sound design course before I knew one existed. So I went to this. Yeah, like what we want is a course that's a bit like this. Yeah. And then you find <laughs> yeah. one eventually. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, I was going to like at my college, there was like a one of these days where the, the you know, different representatives from different oh, yeah, universities yeah, yeah, come in. Yeah. And I was like, do you do sound design? No. Okay. Bye. Do you do sound design? Okay, <laughs> next one. <laughs> do you do sound design? Yes. Okay, let's go. <laughs> like, right, let, I want let's, to let's hear about that. I'm not even yeah, sure yeah. what sound design is right now, but I know <laughs> I feel like I want to do that thing, so let's do it. Mm. Um, but I th- yeah, I mean, like, it's, but it comes, like, but all of my, nearly all of my friends went to university to go to university. Like they, yeah, they, yeah that's weird. Yeah, isn't they, it? like, and they just picked a, a topic at random, something that, you know vaguely interested them i mean otherwise i wouldn't have gone i just wouldn't have gone to university like if i yeah yeah like if i, I didn't... mean guess you you two are both part of the sort of um 50 of uh, school leavers we want 50 percent of school leavers to go to university generation yes I think. yeah um, yeah you know, there's a lot of government funding and like the expectation yeah. was changed you know and number of places was rapidly yeah. increased in a lot of the uh, newer yeah. universities yeah i mean i'm and, the first um, i was the first in know. my family to go to uni yeah Yeah. i mean i think and i think Mm. there is a lot of i I think you know there has there's a lot of positives about that you know you can understand why um why a government might want to go down that route of trying to like improve the 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 rate of uh, um higher education in, in a in a population but um it had it has this sort of unintended consequence that all these courses come up which don't have don't necessarily have somewhere to to directly go to. So yeah, I think the yeah. the other thing I, I'm not sure that this came out quite as clearly uh, in your previous discussions is is uh, like when you've when you've graduated from sound design technology or from music technology or music acoustics and recording, or you, there aren't employers. Of course, yes. of course, and also like, and also yeah. But you say of course, like yeah, that sure. is not clear no, when you're 18 yeah. and you're yeah. looking through the UCAS guys. But it's like, not there. It's not <laughs> yeah. in their interest to make that clear to you. No, exactly. You know, it is it's, not. Inter- it's and, against, and this it's is the reason I can't. Their interest. Yeah, yeah. You know. and the that's why I can't give the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I can't. That's why I can't give uh, open day talks at a particular yeah. institution anymore because 
I was clear about this. Like you, you will you fail, finish, but <laughs> yeah. But then, no, no, when you finish, you have to then yeah. create a career. Yeah, you need to create yes. a job. There's not, uh, like neither of you are employed by someone. Yeah, no. I'm not employed by someone. No, yeah, and it's um, it's very much and and that is very much realistically how to get anywhere yeah. in audio and music. You have to, like, I actually had this a similar conversation with. There was this kid that I was um, helping before with like logic stuff, and uh, and after the sessions, I would talk to his mum, and um, and she was like, "Oh, how is he doing?" I was like, "Oh, you know, he's he's gonna be fine. He's gonna get through college and stuff." She's like, "Is he gonna get mm. good grades?" So I was like, "Well, he'll get to university. It's like it doesn't really matter." And she's like, "Oh yeah, cool. So I want him to have good grades." I'm like. Great. I, I understand that you as his mum want him to have good grades yeah. and that. Yeah, but it, it yeah. doesn't at all matter. And I said to him before I spoke to his mum and then I reiterated to his mum, I was like, look, he needs to start right now. Cause that's what I would that's what I would tell myself. Like if yeah. I had the opportunity, I would go back to two thousand I can't remember. But like I would go back to when I started uni, I'm like Start building, unlock you, your sound you right, now. Yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now. Like, even though you, like, you don't know, you won't know as much stuff. Like, it's not actually the yeah. the whole thing. But like, start this thing right I, now because oh, I dude, would, if I if I could be ten years further down the line, yeah, <laughs> I, I would love I would love to see a study at university where, especially on a music course, um, when when they first come into the first lecture, they say. Who's been in a recording studio prior to this day? Right. Give me hands go up. Right. Sure. Who's who's uh, performed in an ensemble prior to mm -hmm. that? Who's been and like because I remember going in. This makes me sound so big headed, but I, I was I know I was lucky. I I, I was lucky. I was able to uh, work in a studio before going to university, and there was one other person in my year had been in a studio before. Going to going into Studio One or Two at Hertfordshire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from the be the bedroom setup sort of thing. Sure. I mean, I I don't need, and that's really that's bad in the sense of it means that uh, for two years I had, as you said, learnt a bit of etiquette, yeah. learnt a bit of yeah. problem solving. Le had no, I wouldn't say I'd have more knowledge than anyone in that room because that's not true. Mm. But I had had the foot up of knowing what it feels like to be quiet and sit at the back of a studio. Mm. Yeah, and make sure your mouth is shut. <laughs> Those yeah. kind of things. And listen. And listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen. Be be turning up and two hours before anyone else because that's your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. And and like I I would love to find that that statistical thing of uh, like you were saying with that with that with that kid. He needs to start doing what he wants to do now. There's no point waiting for university. There's no point waiting for college. The 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 yeah. Can you start doing location recordings now? Sure. And going out to your park and recording birdsong. Mm. Yeah. Why? Because then you'll be the one person that knows how to do a location recording. Yeah. And yeah, it's. I mean, there's. Yeah, I mean, you'll just you'll just accrue that experience, and you'll have learned. You'll you'll have had more time to have made your mistakes yes. before you get <laughs> to the end of uh, end of yeah. your course, and you'll be in a better position. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I make I make mistakes these days where I'm like I. It, I could have made that mistake a lot earlier. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like ideally, I, mean, I would have made that mistake m m years before that. You know, like yeah. yeah. But I mean, and I, it, and I think also, but to some extent, 
like guidance at all and not 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 exclusively um university guidance helps you to learn from other people's mistakes yeah Yeah. and helps to sort of narrow the range of mistakes if you like yeah having good mentors having good mentors is it's just invaluable someone to tell you their experiences and go oh don't do this because i really messed up when i did that yeah and then yeah because one one of the reasons i chose hertfordshire was well two reasons you had a you had a a a business course as Mm. well as there was a business section in in one of the modules yeah and you uh, helped people get, uh, um, there was a, in the second year, you get to go and do some work experience somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you have a, you have people from the industry, that, that, that big word we use, the industry, yeah, the industry come in. Now, <laughs> no, there were, it wasn't hundreds of lectures each, each, week, each week, but it was more than any other university I looked at was yeah. connected to the industry. And it still wasn't. No one was walking around with with job with with job offers, people. But it's it allowed you to grab. You end up leaving with two percent more information than all the other courses that are finishing that year mm. as well across the UK. Yeah. Okay. It's not just so. your. It's not just your peers at your university. It's the. It's every other university oh, yeah, yeah. finishing. There's like thousands of graduates yeah. every year yeah. in your subject. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know maybe like three jobs. Yes. So, um, yeah. you know, that so so a lot of you've got, you know, a lot of students have got to, um, mm. uh, you know, create their own, yeah. uh, create their own careers afterwards. And I think, um, I, yeah, and yeah. I think therefore it's important that courses sort of reflect that. Mm. And like you say, trying to offer some of the business element, having uh, guest, guest speakers from this you know this lovely nebulous concept of industry, <laughs> the industry. <laughs> and then of course um, you know um can you uh, direct me to the industry please yeah, exactly yeah. but uh, and, and also to, to some extent uh, people like myself who were there uh, like visitors uh, visiting lecturers so um we did like one or two days a week but the rest of the time was in the industry yeah um so uh, <clears throat> you know it, it it's um it's useful to you know because because I always tried where possible to to um, uh, to 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 bring in um, you know like relevant accounts and 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 relevant uh, case studies from things mm. that I had recently done so it was yeah. easier to uh, you know uh, um, uh, make a connection between you know the the theory and and what's actually you know what what actually takes place and also uh, of course if you you have the benefit then that you can also show you know like the the individual tracks or the step or behind yeah. the scenes session photographs and things you know things like that it's uh, it's kind of more engaging and i think you know obviously there are definitely some institutions that really suffer with uh, mm. with uh, you know basically full time faculty members who absolutely once did something but have forgotten about it cuz it's really interesting cuz there's like a, a lineage inside the podcast of I I went uh, 2014. I went back to give a lecture at Hertfordshire mm. as an ex student, and I can kind of sympathise with you when you when you say stuff. And there's this this glass eye like blank people because I could because people said to me, "Oh, how did you start your business?" I said, "Well, I started it in my first year of university, and it wasn't really a business. I was just figuring out how to do all this stuff." Sure. I built my website. My website went through like eight iterations for those three years where the first one was dire, mm. like mm. horrendously dire. But I figured out all the things not to do with the website and how to manage 
pricing and mm. contacts and emails in my three years when everyone goes oh you haven't got much time at university you have bags of time oh my you God. have like yeah. you have like five to six hours of contact time a week sometimes mm. you have loads of time when you when you start adulting as a real person you realize <laughs> how much time you actually had yeah exactly <laughs> so and i remember going back and i remember speaking and there was one chap sat sort of the back left yeah. who was really engaged asking questions came up and spoke to me afterwards and that guy is Mr. John Holt, who's been on the podcast okay. two or three times yeah. now, who is just absolutely on point with everything he does. And 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 I knew I didn't even know him then. I he was just no. this he was the only guy asking questions. There are a few other people as well, and people just wanted to listen to more examples of music that I'd done. They weren't really bothered with what I was saying, really. And I kept saying, start now because you've got all this resource to do stuff. Yeah. And loads of yeah. people who are with you. You can yeah, yeah, bounce yeah. ideas off each other and create stuff. And he went and did that. And now he's very successful and works a focus right and does his own things as well and has all this stuff. And I'm thinking, but that was one person yeah, sure, out of yeah. an entire lecture theater. But that's, so, I, I know, I think that's, it's strange, isn't it? And well, I mean, this, this, this does support your point that perhaps perhaps it's not for everybody yeah exactly mm. and that's but and it's definitely for that one guy that's what yes. i believe that i believe that the majority won't you know like that the success rate of a music tech course is not reflective of the quality of the course it's just reflective of the quality the uh style the type of the industry that that people yep. are going into where you are gonna especially these days where like you know maybe interning at a studio just isn't as realistic as it used to be like you sure, do yeah, have to create it. And, yeah, 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 you do have to create it for yourself and stuff like that. Um, I mean, and that's for me, that's what finally ticked. That's what finally clicked for me. And then, you know, because before like Unlock Your Sound, which is kind of my obviously my most um uh realized version of, of my career, like before that I was doing like the odd thing freelance and stuff like that but i just didn't quite realize that i had to make something mm. i thought that you know i could just do bits and bobs and 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 uh and i'll and i'll just and just get work and stuff but um you know which which possibly could work because i i haven't really made anything i mean like in terms of like the business i feel like uh like that's an area I could hugely improve improve on. Um, I do literally do odd bits and you know bits of freelance work here and there, but um, I've been doing it for like decades and uh, making a living on it. So it, it you know something's right, but mm. but um, yeah, no, but for I, I, it's kind of weird. You know, I, I know what you're saying, yeah, yeah. and I agree with what you're saying. It's so I have different. like yeah. not done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but I perhaps should have done. It's but it's um, you know, I mean, the the scale on which you did it relative to the scale in which I did it is completely different. Like it's for me, like this is the way that I had to eventually do it. You know, because okay. it kind of mm. mapped to how my personality and how I work, and you know, and stuff like that. But like. At the same time, you know, I don't know. I just wish that uh, because when I was at university, I still thought that um, 
I think I was a little bit more aware than most people were, but I was still with most people thinking that, you know, I could get a job. Yeah. You know, or that, and I think there might have even been a slither of entitlement in there where like I thought mm. because I had a degree, I was entitled to a job. So everything would be okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, one day that tape up position at Abbey Road is gonna open. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think, I think that yeah. we're almost a lot of us are brainwashed in that way along the way, along the education system. Get a degree, it's fine. Sure. Get a degree, you'll be fine. Get a degree, you'll be fine. And everyone told me that. And then when I got a degree yeah. and it wasn't fine, it was devastating, and it and it yeah. completely disheartened me. And you know, there was even a couple. There was a couple of years where I was just like sod it. But like there was, but in that couple of years, I went out into the real world, learned some business, came mm. back, and yeah, yeah. And, I think that worked. I mean, I think that's worked really well for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, I, but would, everybody has to I, like find their own way. Don't yeah, they? and but I would, um, but I get a lot of people asking me. I, 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 I think this is overly flattering, but I get people who ask me for advice, and. Um, and uh, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe try this and this and this. Like, maybe try and like just get some small gigs and try and brand yourself this way and stuff. Mm. But but obviously there isn't a formula, otherwise everybody be using it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. There is exactly exactly. But you know, I was like, look, you're gonna have to figure this out. You're just gonna have to it's figure gonna, it's it out. It's gonna be tailored for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also also your situation that you're in. Like, you might have options that other people don't but then they might have options that you don't yeah so you yeah, can... yeah and your skills and your interests and yeah, you know but... everything else i think as we in. said before in the origins bend everything you've got to your will yeah, yeah. if you can like n nothing you have is obsolete because you can always no. there's always an angle yeah it's just no i mean that, as the only the only place the only place where that that differs slightly is of course if you do want to go down a sort of um a more of a a continuing uh, research-led um, yes. you know, R&D yep. kind of thing. I mean, um, you know, you're saying like, uh, I think you, I think it's you, Chris Pavey, said uh, you told a story about when you were having an interview for for a job at Cambridge, and yep. you thought, well, you know, a university will will be interested in in the degree, and they're like, yeah. ah, so I see you have a degree. <laughs> now, what else is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Thirty um, seconds. That's exactly, all out the window. Right? And was, and I thought about I thought about that because when when I when I heard that, I thought. Um, when I, I have, you know, like when you, when you graduate, as you know, you mm. get your, um, your grade transcripts, uh, and you get like a pretend certificate that they give you, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when you're wearing your gown and everything, <laughs> yeah. the actual, the actual one is like the folder of, you know, what yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. scored. Yes. Um, yeah. and, um. If you like go on that, stage with, all, with all, 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 all your CDs uh, and all the things you printed out, all, all your binders and go, there yeah. we go. Oh, carry that down the ooh. aisle yeah exactly. so you've yeah. so you got this envelope with all the yeah exactly gonna, and here is all the coursework that you haven't collected yeah, yeah. hand it to you um yeah. no, so so you have this envelope and so i had this envelope that was given to me like at the graduation ceremony and um i actually don't know where the certificate is it's probably sort of, but but um and i hadn't even opened it and i realized this like years years later that i hadn't opened it and i hadn't and and, and looked at it um the only reason i w i had had to find it in the in the new house that i'd moved to mm. and open it and look at it um when that was um when i was starting a phd and they were like oh can you Being prove can you yes. prove that you've actually got these these yep. uh, qualifications that you said i was like uh yeah 
Yes. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in the house there must be. But but I hadn't even opened it. Mm. Um, yeah. And so when you said like, you know, no one cares. It's so, it, that is, it is, it is true. Until they do. Until, until, until they, they do. do. Yeah. I mean, until yeah. they do. I know I've got a PDF of my certificate in my Google Drive. And I'm that, sure that's like I'm considered sure legitimate. If you, I'm, <laughs> if, you, if you if you contact uh, University of Hertfordshire, they will send you a new one for uh, probably a, a large Nominal amount. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seven hundred pounds plus yes. shipping and handling. And... Yeah. 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 That, 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 that is very true. There are there are again. It's again. If you know what you want to do or have an idea of your goal, you can set your path. You you yeah. definitely fall off the path at some point and go down a different avenue, but you can try as much as possible to lay the groundwork as much as you can mm. and give yourself the edge or the or the benefits you can. Yeah, um, it's just just to and, what and extent a, and uh, uh, and a degree is a form of keeping your options open, but of yes. course it's an increasingly uh, expensive uh, yes. form. So if you if you are if you know that you definitely don't need, I mean, I think it's true to say that you don't need a degree to to succeed in mm. in audio. Yeah, I mean, that's... but but there are certainly. It would, I think that's that's a fairly obvious yeah. uh, statement. Yeah. But but um, there are certain there are certain avenues that will be foreclosed to you if you don't, and that and that and that might not be a problem. You might never wish yeah. to pursue. Yeah, those and I avenues. think it's safe to say that that won't be a problem for most people who are trying to pursue this. N- Professionally, as opposed to the more academically professionally, yes, roots. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah. No. That 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 does. But of, of course, one of the things that you said right at the top is that, um, uh, you know, the, the industry. This kind of bizarre term that we keep saying <laughs> is is so incredibly broad and diverse. Yeah. And that yeah. you know, to some extent, I diverge slightly from uh, from some of your other guests or from your own. Uh, experiences into into these areas that are sort of perhaps less less uh, less explored or less sought after, mm. maybe. Um, but uh, and and some of my career, and not not immediately at the moment, but some of my career has involved work in academia. Yeah, um, mm. that's that is still part of um, that is still part of the the music industry particularly the research element i mean like how do you think new software and new hardware and new you know you know new technology where do you think all that stuff comes from it comes from research and development and some of that is done privately by by corporations and some of that is done uh in academia and then uh commercialized yeah um yeah so if you want to be in that kind of area um then you know. Then that is an that is a necessity. And if you're that um, kind, if you feel like you're that kind of person as well, like sure. some people just don't have any like patience for academia and stuff. So I'm like, cool, just literally start doing stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think that does make sense. Yeah, I mean, like because I I consider myself. I, I mean, I never considered myself academic until I discovered audio. But like, and then I got really academic all of a sudden. And I still consider myself very academic, sometimes too academic, um, about about this stuff. Um, but for me, it made sense. It kind of made sense for me. But I just wish that um, you know I picked up a couple of more gigs along the way than I did during the time. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, but you do, of course, benefit from your first principles. 
So you, exactly. know, you can learn things more quickly. You don't have to, you know, you, exactly. you don't scratch your head when it comes to compression. And I mean, you, you've actually made um, uh, an effective uh, element of your career in uh, articulating simply how yep. these basic things work. Sure. Uh, absolutely, Chris. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, that I would connect that back to, to university. You oh, absolutely. You had those three years to study and to think about this, to read books, to be guided um, shown examples, shown literature that, that explains it, looked at the mm. latest research in this area. And now you think, well, there's a whole group of people who just want to, you know, do something interesting in their bedroom on reason or logic or, you know, a another thing. But it would be quite convenient to them if they knew. Yeah. If they knew how compression works. So I'll, I'll simplify that. And exactly. Yeah. You know. Is it something to you? Oh, what, what could be a career path? Oh, taking very heavy, dense academia yeah. and making it accessible to a very large amount of people. Yeah, we know at least one person who yeah. does that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like that, that doesn't, again, that's not on the face of it. Someone, if someone said to you, Chris, your first day at Hertfordshire, that's what something you will do. You might yeah, have gone, like, oh my God, well, I don't do that. Yeah, exactly. What's I got to do with what I want to do? But yeah, so it's... Yeah. Again, it's that hard thing of hindsight is so wonderful. I know it's everything's so much so much <laughs> yeah. more simple, simple than we're sitting it now, thinking, well, of course, yeah, this would have been the best strategy to have followed. Yeah, sure. But yeah. you, but you just don't, you just yeah. don't, um, you just don't know. Do I mean, you? but like also, like I think it's also about leveraging your strengths. Like, I mean, I've I've definitely used, um an education forward approach to marketing myself and like mm. my company and stuff like that. So that's kind of mm. a, that's, you know, that's an example where, you know, you could go, go, you could go to university and then have that value that maybe other people don't where you do know everything, uh, not everything, you know what I mean? But you know, like the, the core yeah. stuff. So you're not confused and you're not, and you're not relying on the top, more fuzzy layer of information you're actually relying yeah. on the more core um, no i mean i would definitely say in a lot of areas i think focusing on certain core things is good and i think actually just something has come to mind while you're while you're speaking there is that um like a lot of the core stuff uh doesn't change i haven't yeah. i didn't actually i haven't got a note of this but i i'm i'm sure you've said it at some point in the in the in the podcast in the past it's something like um you know physics is physics or something like sure. you know it's it it mm. it doesn't you know, the properties of sound are the same every year yeah so when you went so yeah, you yeah. Know, every time you we get hope new, you hope yeah <laughs> every time you get the new a new cohort of students in they're all they're all going to need to know uh some of that basic yeah. uh basic and it doesn't it doesn't um, change with a new logic update you know like, <laughs> yeah exactly so if you're looking at if you're looking at uh, institutions looking at ones that give you this good core grounding yeah um i think it, it's so much more beneficial because uh, what what the, the point that just occurred to me uh, is i was thinking like you know you do a lot of stuff with social media and uh you know people are familiar with your presence on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and things like that. And um, I just think like when I was at university, uh, YouTube didn't exist. Sure. Mm. Uh, Facebook didn't exist. Sure. It was, it was in, it was in existence by my last year, I think. Right. Uh, in, mm. um, and it come to, come to a couple of, yeah, I, I, I seem to remember signing up in like 2006, or so. so maybe it was after I fit you, but, but fa yeah, there yeah. was no Facebook. 
uh, like when I started the course, no YouTube, no Facebook, no Instagram, no, you know, social media wasn't really, wasn't really a thing. So if you were to look at, uh, if you were to, uh, and if you were, you were to look at your business and say, well, how have I really built up my, um, my brand and my following? It's like mostly through, is it fair to say mostly through those, um, those kind of channels that you've, that you've, you know, like through, through the Facebook group and in, ter- in uh, terms that, of that people know about. Yeah. You. In terms of like people that I never knew before. Yes. But, mm. um, yeah. it, it's weird. It, they actually, the fact that I was doing this social media stuff and building a following, um, kind of, for lack of a better word, convinced people that are already in my network to start working with me again, or right, to start okay. working with me. Kind of a weird. Yeah. But it's, it's played an important role. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so, significantly. Because the point I'm trying to make is like, um, you know, that's that's being critical to your business. Hundred um, percent. But that didn't exist at the time. If you if you were looking at courses for university, the fundamentals are always going to be the fundamentals. Yeah. But if you looked at one and it had a course about, like, let's let's hypothetically say there was one about, like, you know, marketing music using Instagram or something like that. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I'm sure some you know some university is probably offering something yeah. like this. Um, like that will be so irrelevant by the time that you've um, uh, graduated if it's if it's platform specific. If it's or if only it, if know. it's platform specific, but like yeah. yeah, but I don't. So you want something that does some marketing? I don't think. Yeah, yes, I don't thi- I think. I think. I think marketing, like you know, I don't have to learn how to market on Facebook and how to market on YouTube and how to market and stuff like that. Like I, I just know no. that if you help people, that it it will create a good impression in the, in the no, community. I, I, indeed, know. but I'm, I'm thinking like, imagine, imagine, imagine you're, you're trying to, um, uh, you know, help or support a student sure. uh, and, you know, you're thinking like, this is, you know, this is the best, you know, you want to try and give them the best opportunity. You might say at the moment, like, oh, well, you need to like register social media and, you know, that might be true now, yeah. but it might be different in a year and it might be diff- very different in five yeah. years or 10 years. But, uh, understanding how the propagation of of waves and the superposition of waves and you know um how the function of a of a um a transducer to convert uh, energy from one form to other you know that is going to be um you know sort of perpetually helpful and i of think course. that's of course oh absolutely I think and i think uh, you know i think that's uh, i think trying to avoid the, these kind of you know uh, trying to avoid anything that's in any way like fad or yeah. you know, trend led uh, when cho- when choosing your uh, when choosing your institution is probably mm. quite important. And actually, thinking about it, that that's a sort of principle I usually employ, or, or I've tried to conceptually employ in in equipment selection as well. So, um, all the money goes into the transducers, so microphones, mm-hmm. yeah, loudspeakers, all the stuff in the middle is like subject to whim and fancy. You know, like you know your expensive and you know shiny uh imac pro is going to be a sort of boring paperweight in in five years time Um, but your neumann microphone and your pmc monitor yeah is still going to be your normal microphone pmc monitor of course i mean some of the most sought after microphones for orchestral recording aren't Mm. actually available you know they're not made anymore yeah yeah Yeah. uh but they're just good and so and so that's what they're after. It's kind of like that. It's that gear principle applied to um, your own learning. Like get those core, mm, mm. get those core things in. All the sort of whim and fancy 
you know, which software and which DAW you use and, you know, all that sort of. It's yeah, just the problem, but the problem sort of is nothing, that that's just not. Um, it's not very sexy. It's, it's exactly. It's not. It's not going to sell a course. Uh, it's not going to sell yeah. a, a university course. No, exactly. because well, that's because why most... universities all have consoles. Yeah, yeah. This is like a, this is a, yeah. this is a bugbear of my life. Why do you have a console? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, what are you? What are you expecting? Uh, uh, how many times have you seen? Um, you know. Channels twenty three exactly. and twenty four are the only ones lit up yeah. with the with the input from a laptop. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I've actually seen it on Instagram, and it takes everything in me to not comment. And we like, yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh, cool, making great use of that. Get really getting the yeah. value out of that console with those two yeah. channels up. Yeah, you know, but yeah. exactly, um, absolutely. But I don't think this. I think this is just this problem. Just is almost inherent to the format of the at least the current format of it where you know uh, i mean to me to me like for me honestly like in the ideal world and this is probably blinkered view and everything but um you know you should go to university because you want to study that thing and you should get in on merit you know and it shouldn't Mm. you shouldn't yeah and, and it shouldn't be that you know because in in reality like it's it's a funnel for yeah big, yeah big job i think big i jobs, think the you know. entry process to university this is quite a controversial view but i think the entry process to university universities should be harsh and exclusionary yeah sure because that's the whole point of the higher education yeah. establishment <laughs> i yeah i yeah. think we should i think we should be uh brutal in rejecting mm. people but that um, but, and, but... And, and it's not a very popular position but it means that those people who are who are who are um you know in your funnel if you yeah. like yeah. um are uh, are going to be having the most chance of yep reaching the i don't know the spout. And actually <laughs> i will double back on that because it, but before universities were higher education systems yeah. Now they are businesses. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah they, exactly. exactly. The, the, there's it's a perverse a incentive to retain yes. the largest possible number of um, of undergraduate fee-paying students. Yes. Um, and the, the emphasis is on uh, retention. It, it's it's called the attrition ratio. Um, the the uh, number of students who leave from like uh, year one to year two, year two to three, and um, the the processes are about optimizing the reduction of the attrition ratio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why money? Yeah. I mean, it's not in their interest for you to be successful after university. It just doesn't, just doesn't have. Um, an impact. No, I, I, mm, I push back on that. It is, it is definitely in the university's interest to have successful graduates. But how do they measure that? How do, how do you how do they measure success? How do they, how, how do, do they, they measure the success of a graduate? Like how does. Hertfordshire measured the success oh, of their graduates. Oh, I, I don't think. I, I, yeah, I mean, firstly, we shouldn't pick on specific institutions. Secondly, um, uh, the it's not it's not something that's uh, it's not important to the university to to have a uh, a metric for yeah. that. It yeah. is just important that the that the the students be successful and speak positively about it. I mean, one, or I suppose one metric there is, is something that the national student survey is now very, very important to, uh, you might've avoided that, or maybe you were amongst the first groups to have, to have done that. I remember doing it at the end of our, you remember doing it. Yeah. I remember doing it. So it was, it it would have been a relatively new, um, innovation Mm. at that 
at that at that point. But now uh, the the results of the student survey are um, are, are something that perspective students then look at. Yeah, uh, the the uh, Times University Guide now they're the way they do the guide it used to be the independent guide first about how the, the, the discussion of it now the top university ranking is done on students yeah, students yeah what, because, what the students think that's yeah. that's much more important so yeah. um but but yeah it's so it's so it's important to the university that the students give them a good result in the nns nss it's important to the university that that the students uh, do well um, and speak well of the university and that they can trumpet the success of, of, of students as part of their uh, material for, for, bringing in, uh, for, for bringing in new students. Um, how, do they, how do they track it? I mean, some universities make more or less effort to, hold, to, to, to maintain uh, alumni relations. Um, if, if we're honest about it, quite often that is about... Um, seeking donation as well um either either, in, <laughs> right. either, either yeah. directly financially or um uh donating um things like uh, things like work experience placements mm. or um experience mm. or but you know. but what, what what i'd like to know is like i mean on the like if i was a university and like why would i you know why would i go out of my way to you know, um, independently seek graduates to see, you know, what's come of them since then. What? Why would I do that? What's my? What's the incentive for me to do that? Perspectives. Is, uh, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's a few adver but, um, advertising. Advertising, but it's it's not a. You're right in the it's sense indirect. that it, there's not an enormous there's not an enormous incentive for them to do that, and that's why a lot of institutions don't or are very poor yeah. at mm. tracking what has happened. Uh, to graduates but um like chris pavey says it's um if you if you can put in your perspectives you know 90 percent of uh, students graduate and go on to a career in the in the in a relevant field or something mm. you know that that helps to bring your next yeah. uh, group of, of of students in i mean um and some some institutions um increasingly rarely now but you know uh one not too far from where two of us live uh, see <laughs> undergraduates as a sort of transitory uh, irritation to an otherwise, um, yes. you know, undisturbed yep. period of uh, of research and and, yep. and you know this cold... thing that must be done to get yeah. us the next yeah exactly we've got we've got to have a few students in order <laughs> to like <laughs> yeah. you know con continue my study of um, you know harpsichord tuning <laughs> patterns of the <laughs> you know the, 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 yes do you know yeah. what I mean so. Yeah. Um, and obviously, some universities are much more tilted the other way. You know, there's very little research mm. activity. It's more about you know um, turning students into money. Uh, oh, I mean, um, uh, educating <laughs> students to the highest possible standard. <laughs> um, instead of research activity, I, I, it's, it's very. Um, it, it's it's a bit it's a bit controversial. You see why I don't get to do the uh, the open days, but the. Um, yeah, and, and of course, I, I'm now uh, uh, almost essentially out. I mean, I'm out of academia from the teaching point of view for the moment. I have been for three, four, five, five years, maybe. So, um, but, but I think, but yeah, this is really said. good. This is why you should be in open days because actually, it's this time of the year that UCAS open their sure. uh, doors. And so, if there are any people listening, I encourage you to 
take on board what we said, but you must form... What I don't want you to do, I don't want anyone listening to go to university because somebody has told them they should. Because yeah, then sure. well, I think you're, you're yeah. starting on a back foot, uh, uh, maybe just emotionally, because that might be the problem you have after, is that you yeah. feel... If you don't know why you're years. doing... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're, not, you're, not going to, you're not going to feel fulfilment exactly. in, in, yeah. in having... In having so, done it, um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously there are counter arguments to that, but I think you know that's just it, to to enter into them would be just mm. to cloud the issue. It's uh, you know I think that's yeah. generally, uh, generally it's just, it's just it, unfortunately it's difficult. I think that's the, it's a, it's just one of those things that you have to try and figure out, and sometimes and unfortunately sometimes you get it wrong. Uh, it's yeah, it, I mean. I don't know. I mean, it, this this has been a sort of an interesting strand. I I I I want to. I wanted to ha have the opportunity to sort of defend the the value of some aspects of of um, of, of further education, the higher education, for um, which I which I may or may not have achieved you know, <laughs> from 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 a, from a from a from a sort of position of yeah. realism. You know, I do yes, I do realize yeah. there's a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot of a lot of issues with with with, mm. with you know systemic problems, um, and particularly in this 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 particular field, it's it's particularly difficult um, to mm. to know what you're getting. Um, but uh, there there I definitely feel that there are are some um, some benefits, and it's really beholden to to prospective students to to to, to both um, consider, as you say, like you know the re their personal reasons and, yes. and their aims yeah. for attending, but or, and and then if they if they think well you know I might like to go to university, really, really, really maximize uh, what you can get from open days. It's unbelievable how many students come to open days, walk around on the tour, yeah. don't ask any questions, yes. because, you know, possibly for reasons of embarrassment or insecurity. Or whatever. Yeah. And then you're going to commit to like a multi-thousand pound, multi-year, yeah. uh, you know. That you'll be, that you'll be paying you should off be, you should for be the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You should be. Yeah. If I'm, if it's I, like if a you, mortgage. I mean, this, you're not gonna. It's not gonna. Ha yeah, exactly. It's not gonna happen now. But if I, if I'm the person giving, you know, speaking to you on behalf of a music department when you come out, you need to be grilling me. Yeah, yeah. You need to be finding out. Yeah. You know what? Well, this, this, this module which I've read about in your perspectives, which I've definitely downloaded and read and you know got all the information I could possibly have about it. It says that you do this. How's that? How's that assessed? How much time do we spend? In in here, mm. will I be? You know, when will I be using this equipment? Do you know? Do do you have? Do you look at this aspect? You you can you know find out. But that's but that's critical thinking that they sh should. I mean, one one yeah, you learn that at you university. learn that at university, <laughs> which is like like that's why I, I just basically stopped talking just and I was like, oh, but that's critical. But that's what I. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's difficult. Chicken egg. No, that's a really good point though, because yeah. um. You, Chris, saying you you were the first to go to university in your family, yeah. and luckily my my older sister, being to university, did a completely different course. But all the things that she forgot to ask, yeah, you not could the, ask them. I was like, I went, I went with a list of things and going, and not just about the course, but all of the things. But again, that, that's that's experience and, and luck. Yeah. And then the so again, like yeah, it's almost like a. I'm sure there must be a guide somewhere of intelligent questions to ask on your open day. And it doesn't have to be specific to that course. It's just really get under the nuts and bolts of it because you're right. 
you are spending a huge amount of money. If you think yeah. about it as a purchase, yeah. I think that's what people it's, don't think It's actually it worse than spending is. money, though. It's worse than spending yes. money. It's, go, yeah. it's going into debt. I know a lot of people don't realise that. But that, like, if that problem wasn't there, like, I would mm. basically say to everyone, go to university. Like, just e- it's easy because it's pure value at that point. But there is yeah. this issue of going into ridiculous amounts of debt. And also, the, the other problem that a lot of people don't discuss is is supply and demand. Like, if everyone has a degree, it's not as value as if few people have it. Yeah. it that's just how exactly. this stuff works. Like, you know, um, like sometimes, like I've had this conversation with like my mum, for example, right? Where she'll, like, she'll, she said before, like when I was graduating, like she was very proud. Oh, you, you got a degree and everything. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, it's not the same as what a degree meant to you back in, when you were my age. Yeah. It just isn't the same. Yep. It's called the same thing. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. But in relative you, terms, you mean it's purely not the same. on the on the on the numbers, you know. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but so have all of my friends. But that kind of cr- creates a problem in a marketplace where it's you know, like, oh yeah, it just doesn't matter anymore. Oh, it doesn't matter, but I'm like 50 grand in debt. So like that's it's yeah. even it's even more of a problem. Like it's it I think it's in my in my opinion, like you 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 devalue by by creating a system where anyone can not anyone but you know what i mean significantly more people can get a degree but they are all going into debt for something that's decreasing in value at the same time yeah yeah like that that for me is a major problem if the if all of that stuff you know and this that's not what this is about but everything we're talking about is value but value is relative to cost if that wasn't mm. such a thing you know and if this wasn't the kind of process that people were being made to believe in and stuff like that then um it wouldn't be such a problem it would just be pure value and it wouldn't matter so much like you know the numbers and and what value people get out of it but it does matter because people are just being like so many people at mass are being funneled into this system where they just Mm. come out with something that doesn't have much value in the marketplace but they're tens of thousands of pounds in debt well, I think it does. Ha- I think it does have some value, but but you the the point is that they're entering into a competitive. That's what I mean. Proportionally, if, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the uh, yeah, and if the marketplace has been, I mean, they'll they'll have learned something. But if the marketplace has been leveled uh, through a large number of people having yeah undergraduate degrees, then it's um, then I yeah. then I agree. It's I mean uh, something that that uh, surprised me a little while ago. So uh, my wife had a a, um, a job advert. For somebody to to be her assistant, right? Essentially, mm. um, and there were l- large enough, like I think more than two, like multiple hundreds of applications. The vast majority of them had had degrees. Many tens had master's degrees, and somebody had a PhD, and they were wow. asking to basically be an administrative assistant right. in an arts organisation. There you and go. At that point, I just thought, like, but that's what I'm talking about. This yeah. is a yeah. This yeah. is a concern, isn't it? Yeah, like if, and they're all in debt for it. They're all they're all they're all I, in. The I rent. would imagine yeah, so. Yeah, I would imagine they're all in debt, and they're all applying for an entry level, yeah. relatively low paying job. Yeah. Um, so in London, it's not going to you know their their living cost is going to be very high as well. So you know, and we have the lucky ones because in the UK we have a, a national student 
that and it's 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 very different if you're in in America. Oh yes, yeah, in the states, it's, it's extraordinary. I mean, we 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 have quite a few American listeners, and and it's it's all private loans. Yeah, and and what they pay is is vastly yes. vastly greater. Yes, we have yeah. a cap at, at nine thousand yeah. sterling, um, and you know, at good institutions in the US, yeah. it's and it's scaled. tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah. It's yeah. scaled in England. It's it's it, they they can't take away more. It's very. It's, if you like a nice, interesting replay, go to the student loan website yeah, yeah. and read all the, all the documentation yeah. about it. But it is, it is regulated and it has. There are issues with it. It's, I think it's yeah. going to be bought for the third time now by another company, which will be which will be yeah. My loan was bought recently, like a couple of months. Yeah, ago. it's just going to keep changing and changing hands. It, yeah, but they can they can come for it, and that's the concern. oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. It is, absolutely. It's real it debt. Is, yeah, it, it I is, mean again, you know, it's, it's real it's debt. There, like it's in my tax return. Yeah. It's, you know. But that's the problem. It's seen as this. Bubble. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the that's the word. That is the word. Yeah, it's and and it's just very. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like the, the joke of people that go to university. They get their first student bank account, which has a five hundred or whatever uh, uh, overdraft in it, and they assume they have five hundred pounds extra yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no, that's not how that's not how debt works. Yeah, you don't have. But the interesting thing about the student loan as well, you know, if we're, if we're now moving this mm. on to economics, the interesting, <laughs> the, the interesting thing about the student loan is yeah. that um, it's um, it's not it's not uh, risk assessed and it's not collateralized. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you apply for a student loan and you've got a place at the university, you'll get the student uh, you'll get the student loan. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, so there isn't really such thing as a you know subprime lend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but of course in reality there is such a thing as a subprime lend. There are some students where you lend that money to them. It's not it's not going to be as beneficial as if you lend that money to some other yeah uh so, some other student. And mm. the person who's going to suffer from that is the subprime lendee, the student. Mm. The student yes. who who shouldn't have gone to university has taken on a, a, a an odorous burden of of mm. uh, of the loan. Um, the, the the risk wasn't. Like, imagine if it was a private system. Like they they would be priced out of the market. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, you know, yeah. just to be clear, I'm not advocating a sort of <laughs> capitalist process. But um, if, you know, if you were made, if you were if you were investing in humans, yeah, and. Uh, you know, you had you would you would it's do. It's gone a very nineteen eighty four now. <laughs> you would do a lot of due diligence yeah. before yeah. you committed that amount of money mm. to an individual, um, and you'd also look at what what uh, where they were spending it. So again, like the characteristic, the nature, and the value of the program that they were undertaking, as yeah. well as the the individual themselves. That isn't done. So nope. so the so the the debt bubble can grow, uh, basically. On on demand, as far as I can see, mm. there's no there's no real constraint it, on it. It's 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 I suppose it's constrained by maximum number of UK university places, but that's pretty high. Yeah, mm. but that's not even like that's just inc an incidental uh, restriction, you know. But 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 Dan was saying before, like having a having like interviews or more strict application process yeah. would be the sort of uh, uh, not not collateral, but it would be the. Um, what you'd give to your bank manager yeah. to prove that you might in 10, yeah. that would 15, be the risk years. assessment. Yeah, yes. Exactly. But politically, that, um, they, they will get a return on that money. Politically, that just sure. can't happen. But, but, but the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The person, yeah. I'll try it again. The perverse incentives in the system mm. uh, mean that it's, it's much more important to 
to um, get students than to get good students. Yeah. Yes. And it, yeah. it's a it's a a subtle but important difference <laughs> between. Uh, I, I think I think the term is bums on seats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and 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 of course it is important because. Uh, um, you know, if you don't get the bums on seats, then the um, the funding to the department collapses, yep. and then the funding department collapses. You can't attract talent. If you can't attract talent, you, you know, and it's a, it's a, a you know negative the house of cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and there'll be someone going, "Oh, why have you spent this much time talking about this?" Because there is a there will be a large percentage of people. Who, yeah, and this is a very, this is a very serious. I mean, we're making jokes of it. It's funny, but mm. we are the underlying current is this is a lot of money for everyone, and we don't want the last thing we want is a an email or someone saying I am in the hole of this debt yeah. and I have no way of climbing out of it because that that's just awful. Yeah, and it, that's why it's almost like a to dumb everything down is it's just got to be an intelligent an intelligent decision you have to make where you look at every factor properly and with context. And you have to just have common sense, I think, which comes into yeah. everything is really yeah. it's a difficult, uh, a difficult. Have thing to some ensure, responsibility. Have some responsibility. I think is the. But you know, which is. But I think yeah. by that time, you know, it's already too late. Like the, these people aren't thinking critically, and they won't at least yet. Well, if we can, you know, if we I can uh, take a term from the younger generation, YOLO. Yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a round plastic thing that uh, comes up. <laughs> 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 going, what, what are you talking about? What are you? <laughs> yeah, oh. ne never never pretend to try and be cool. That's not no. Not, In fact, not, even the not term really cool is that. probably not cool, is it? I mean, no. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't very, know. very old hat. Very, very old, we, yeah. we, can't, we can't know what that is anymore. I mean, even, even in the know. last podcast, I'll, we were talking about us being technically cool, but not actually cool. Be cool. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this, this is technically cool. <laughs> well, as I remember it, the last the last podcast had quite a lot about uh, our um, maintaining um, physical warmth. Ah oh, yes, ah <laughs> oh, the empty rack space. Just, um, yeah, I I love I love the fact that Dan has a recallable yeah, knowledge yeah. of our previous episodes. <laughs> that just warms my heart so it's much. To speech. <laughs> it's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Oh, that, it, uh, would it be would it be disturbing if I showed you these are my listening notes? For your <laughs> oh, <podcast>? brilliant! <laughs> you win an award, Dan, for oh. the first person to be a guest on the podcast with notes. Well, I, I, I mean, I think we have we have made quite a lot of play on the importance of preparation. Yeah. Yes. During the during the podcast, and I think you know, I think that that just applies more generally as well. That uh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when when you leave, when you read a book, you might you might make notes. Like mm. people used to write margin notes, or whatever. But you know, they, um, I guess when when you're doing um, when you're doing research, uh, you're reading a lot of papers and things, and you have to constantly write down. Mm. You know, the sort of oh yes, this was interesting. I might want to come back to that, or I might want to challenge that, or uh, <laughs> I need to find another source that corroborates that, or uh, this is you know this is something I don't agree with. Let's see whether we can disprove it using. Something. So in, in future, Chris, we have to know that we we might be fact corrected by Dan. Oh, that's okay. Oh, do you think I should? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We get well, any, I, yeah, I no, love brilliant. your podcast. I think it's really it's really cool. I actually um, I downloaded a podcast application for the first time in order to subscribe to it. Uh, and one thing that really disappointed me about the application is that it doesn't tell me when a new episode it oh. uh, appears. I thought it oh, would right. like you know 
put a little notification up on my phone or something like that. Uh. But uh, I just go there and it says, oh, you've got unlistened episodes. And actually, I'll tell you what, something I also thought that you might find interesting is that I find that you need to play your podcast at 1.2 uh, times speed. Okay. Is that because is it... we, we speak too slowly? I guess it might oh. be. I we need to know. increase yeah. by we need to just... Yeah, the thing is, I've got a slider on my phone. It's like, you can speed it, you can speed it up so it's like, uh, you know, the end of a horse race or something. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, and no every so often you, hear, you just hear dither shattered <laughs> randomly <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I haven't... Uh, I haven't haven't been asked which uh, which which DI box I was assigned at birth. Did a profile I, I use? Uh, you know, uh, oh. Whether whether I'm shamed by my uh, ADC? You know that all, all these. Things. Actually, we had we had a great discussion, Chris and I, um, going back to right at the beginning when we were talking about um, Stonehenge. We decided that. Um, we were getting live dither from the A three hundred three on our on our Stonehenge recording. Um, interestingly, it turns out uh, that oh, I love it. you want to record at rush hour because all the traffic on the three hundred three is at complete standstill, and ah. you don't hit. And but but at like the evening when we thought, oh, we're much quieter here. Everything. Yeah, you're getting individual cars. Yeah. 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 So you got um, um, it was a way way quieter. I completely uh, forgotten about the uh, did the, the uh, di box at birth. I can't. I, I just remember you saying, Chris, like Chris is advocating forced di box like, <laughs> preference <laughs> at birth. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I I um, I recently learned. Um, I don't know whether you follow the 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 uh, the antics of the sort of um, American social justice movements, but uh, I recently learned that. Uh, uh, when when a new child is is delivered, the the correct way to um, to correct way for the for the um, midwife to to present them to the uh, to the to the parents is you know congratulations Mr and Mrs Halford you have a male bodied infant because it's an act of ah. it's an act of violence or something to uh, I uh, thought you were going to say assign like... a gender so to say it's a boy for example oh. so you can't just say here is your human. Well, I think here would is your be... human would be fine, but it's but, so sort of the... slightly less. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, has, does that have the sort of bedside manner about it? That it... So you have a, a human. New... So what do you have to say? <laughs> we, could all be replaced... we could all be be replaced by robots soon. So it's a very... We are the robots, Chris. What do, what do, what, what, do, what do they have to say, sorry, in place of saying you have I think a boy? It was male-bodied or female-bodied infant. But, so you can't identify them as a boy. Like a yes. yeah. Yeah, a boy or a girl, because right. a boy, boy and girl is like linked to gender, whereas uh, a male or female bodied infant, uh, infant is linked to, uh, you know, biological f- uh, format of the genitals. I think that's, I think that's really what it, what it comes down. That's to. your soundbite right there, uh, Chris. There you go. <laughs> if I edit that up and have that as, as yeah. a start, <laughs> right at the beginning, promo. We, <laughs> we discuss Sorted. gender assignment economics. And a bit of audio, yeah. <laughs> a very, a very, very, a very, very small spattering of, uh, yeah, of, of audio in there. Somewhere. I love it. I mean, I, I literally can't think of what we've said about audio. Oh yeah, we've said it's a good idea to have good transducers. Um, yeah. No, but this is this is a thing. I know it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because like this has happened with your other guests as well. No one yeah. actually oh. talks about 
I gave up writing plans for podcasts because yeah. we'd ask the first question and then it would just be yeah. gone. Yeah. And this is how you know about, you know, uh, what is it? Corn sausages wrapped in... Um, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable! Uh, halloumi, <laughs> halloumi. Yeah. See, I, I've, I've, I've listened I, I to that Did any listeners? I want to know. Has anyone tried it? I, I'm generally. I want to find out I whether. Well, it was I don't know whether good... corn sausage is nice, but I think anything wrapped in halloumi is sort of it's quite positive. Nice, yeah. yeah. Intersubjectively, yeah. I think it could be nice. a winner. Yeah. There we go. I could end my audio career and go and make. Of uh, vegetarian pigs in blankets for Christmas. I think that's quite a high risk strategy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to you on that one. Uh, yeah, just to, yeah. No, I'm not, I think yeah, a business just, plan. Just to be I think clear, that's not an announcement. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> CPM is very much still running, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and um, I I also thought I think I, I think it might have been in the same episode. I thought it was it was interesting where um, um, Chris was challenged on his. Um, um, his uh, you know being that guy from India, and then the cu- the curry that he and I had, oh yeah uh, cu- comes up in the same same because oh. that that was quite that was quite amazing because oh. you he st- when we sat down Chris was like um so I don't want to be that guy <laughs> like this is how like we just literally started it's like I yeah you because know, I said like oh you know oh, how did you, was, how, did you actually how, say that Chris yeah I was like how was India and he was like well I don't want to be that guy but I'm that guy and then we then we talked about how you know life changing it was to, to, to have been to have been in India oh, and then when the, the guy came along and said uh, yeah what, what would you like to drink and and Chris was like um is your is your chai good and he's like well how do you what what do you call what do you call good well I, is it like it, is it like it is in India, and and so um, and then and then Chris told the rest of the story very accurately. Like they went away and they brought back this most extraordinary like cup with uh, you know I don't know cinnamon yeah, stick, all yeah. kinds of random crap coming coming out. And Chris drank it and he was like, yeah, this is this is really good. And then they basically forced him to have another yeah, cup. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and this one was completely different. Oh. Like looked different, and he drank that, and he was like, "Hmm, yeah, that's good." And then, and then, th- then this this waiter who'd been talking to us in the evening came, came up and said, "I just wanted to know which one was the that's best." It. And Chris was like, "Yeah, it's it's this second, it's the second one. It's much more like they have in India." And then, like he, the waiter turns around and like way at the <laughs> other side of the restaurant, in the back, like the door to the kitchen is open, and like. All the all the stuff are like <laughs> clustered there, waiting to see whose chai is the best chai. But it, it, I do rem- I, I recall it being the chai that I preferred was the most legit chai for some yeah, reason. It, it was extremely basic. Yeah. Like the first one was quite elevated. It was quite a posh restaurant. I mean, it we, was. we just it was walked in, oh. and so the first one it was like very ornate and everything, and the second one was just basically a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like the first one had loads yeah. of stuff in there, and I was like, "What is yeah. this?" Like yeah, they, they were trying this. to overdo it. They, they, they were, they were trying to figure of... out whether you were posing. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It was definitely a test. Yeah. It was definitely, oh, definitely, it definitely. And so I, I discreetly failed to mention to the. Uh, to, to the to the restaurant staff that like half my family is India because is Indian because I didn't really want to you know get drawn <laughs> into this... rock the boat you yeah exactly it, yeah. I don't want to get drawn into the situation that was developing between between Chris <laughs> but I just like it's like you know uh, I, I I before I begin telling you about India I just need to say that you know I'm not that guy it's like 
Um, it's like when someone says, like, you know, I'm not racist, but, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you know what's coming yeah, next. Yeah, it's like good. very racist. Yeah, you know, that's why I prefer, you, you know, I am yeah. racist and because that, that sort of, yeah. that's sort that's a more, you know, if you stick that in front of whatever they say next, it sort of makes it, it makes it make more sense. So, so Chris should have been like, you know, I am, I am that guy. And, and that here's guy. my story. That's, yeah. I'm going to touch you I anyway. That's kind of, that kind of is what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not that guy, but I'm saying that because I am that guy. So I'm kind of telling you that I'm that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, yeah. See, now I really want to talk to you about working, it, like doing, doing live sound in, um, projects in India. And actually, Chris and I very nearly did one really recently, yeah. uh, which unfortunately mm. fell through at the last minute. But uh, again, that was incredibly short timing, wasn't it? It was something like Wednesday for the next Friday. Yeah, that was it. Go to India. Lime. Um, and asking you to travel halfway across the world and like well because i do it uh, I, i've done it before so i've, I've got like visa uh, like work yeah. visa for them and, you know i'm set up to do it but uh, it might have been a bit of a hassle because chris was also in like uh where were you in like amsterdam or something you, you were like holland or something it was a little bit awkward yeah oh, but uh, no. anyway luckily or uh, or unluckily that yeah. fell through um don't get, yeah. started on, don't get him started on Amsterdam. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I've never worked in Amsterdam, but India is just extraordinary for work. The, the, thing, the, the most refreshing thing is, like, they don't have health and safety. It's like, it's not something that yeah. has come into being. Yeah. Um, no and, paperwork for you. No. Well, the two, the two things I remember, like, from the various trips, the two things that stand out the most are, the first one is, like, um, we, need to get, we need to get some more power to the front of house position. And um, this guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah I, can, I can sort that out. Uh, like, the, yeah, ev the answer to every question is yes. Like, where, even if the answer, even if the yeah. reality is no. But yeah, he, he said he was going to sort that out. And um, he, uh, he got, a, got a piece of cable and um, ran it back to this, like, box nearby, you know, like, in, in, in this gardens of this palace that, that mm. they're doing this concert in. And... Uh, open it up and there's basically like two bars of copper one is positive and one oh. is negative and just like wraps the end of this cable around the positive one and then like wraps the other one around like with a stick so he doesn't touch it and, I was like, oh my and then i was like oh look, there you go you've got another extension cable and then i started paying attention to what was going on like 90 percent of the of the things that were plugged into sockets were just like the two bare ends of the cable shoved in the socket like no plug was actually on there and i said oh what, why is why is this and they said oh it's it's um it's much easier because you can just pull the end of the cable from like wherever you are and it just pops out. So they were using it for um, sewing machines. Um, and the sewing machines were like those Singer sewing machines. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much they weigh. Probably like 10, 15 kilos. They're pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. And um, they were sewing a lot of fabric in this, pre in this preparation area just above the, um, like right above the console, right above where I was. And there's guys like climbing up this bamboo frame with this singer sewing machine like under his arm in the dark, wearing flip flops, like balancing on the top of it. Some guy plugs it in with a stick downstairs, sews up a little bit of this, this fabric, comes back down. At any point that could, you know, his sewing machine could fall. He could yeah. fall. He, you know, it, and it's just it's just extraordinary. But but amazing because everything just gets done. It's very refreshing. You know, if you want something to be uh, it, mm. you know if something needs to be changed they just get on with it um it's a, it's a really um it's a really interesting uh a really interesting um 
culture and they love music and you know there's a lot of interesting music going on over there. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. But uh yeah, uh, yeah, that that I suppose could be an an, an entire uh, episode of um Oh, I mean, you know, silliness from well, no, we, <laughs> silliness from the coalface of, of India. We have touched on about twenty-five subjects. Yeah, I've just about, I've just actually we, looked, looked at the time. I think you've probably got two or three podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm I might make it a two-parter, but, but honestly, all the feedback we've had from people is they want the convert, and you you can you can Google information yeah, facts how, information how, yeah. people want experiences conversation yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. that's what uh, uh, triggers things in your mind yeah. and that also what make uh, it's been proven that that helps you remember well, things storytelling. having discussions yeah, exactly exactly yeah. exactly so we could do a whole episode just on on like specific anecdotes. events or something. yeah well, no exactly. if you if you wanted to say here's some here are five really great anecdotes from when i was doing some recordings let's do that let's do this i mean there's probably about fifty podcasts we could do now. Well, yeah, I mean, if if uh, if if you get good feedback and if you think that'd be interesting, I'd be very happy to come on again. It's it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Just absolutely. absolutely. Um, I need to uh, I need to finish a record. The deadline is today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's near. It's nearly done. It's going to be a good one. I'm just doing beauty edit. Do you do anything? Uh, yeah, actually, this would be an interesting question. Can I ask you questions? So, um. In your when you when you take on project for mastering, if it was like a um, uh, something with acoustic instrument chords in it, um, would you consider the task of like uh, what I call a beauty edit, like cleaning out any little clicks, pops, coughs, you know, um, not not uh, not um, electrical, you know, not not um, yeah, you know, but th- th- yeah, th- things that were things that occurred in the room, like a pencil dropping off a yeah. stand. Like, is that something that you would you would do at that stage? or uh, like If you heard it, would you be in RX or say, yes. say or CD or whatever? You know? I would be in RX, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, and again, we discussed it before, yeah. a lot of this is just, it sometimes just falls through the cracks all the way through and yeah. then the master do it. But sometimes people will say, there was this problem, can you fix it? Uh, but yeah, I can do that. Like it's it's both. I I don't really see it as a mastering thing. I just see it as a thing which I do. It's just it's weird. Added, I, I yeah. don't yeah. a sort it's, of preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's almost part of the QC maybe sure. of the mastering part. Yeah. I would say. So yeah. I always find I I leave all that stuff there. So I get like the performance edit, the mix, and yeah. get all that signed off with the artists and so on, and then and just leave a note on it saying you know stick clicks and page turns and stuff. You know. I'll knock that out at the end. And then at the end, I then go through it like quite high. Just in case anyone doesn't know what RX is, we're talking about this, this as a program where um, you can view the, uh, you can view your waveform as a sonogram. So uh, with uh, uh, time running along the, mm. the axis at the bottom, uh, pitch running on the vertical axis and um, volume showed by intensity of color. And uh, so it's a sort of two-dimensional image that scrolls along. And uh, RX has a function called spectral repair, which allows you to uh, isolate individual elements of time and frequency um, and blend them in with areas around them. And you can use that to remove uh, or to suppress um, little bits of a little bits of impulsive noise. You know, it's not good yeah. for like humming and hiss, yeah, like clicks like that, and but, stuff. Uh, so yeah. like clicks, like a pencil, yeah. like a uh, like a pencil's falling off a stand, like a, a page turn. So I so once I've got all the, the the basic stuff signed off, I then put it in, have that on a fairly high level of zoom, 
volume up quite loud, headphones on, watch it intently go through, just take yep. out all these little little clicks I, and pops. I can generally see clicks before I get to yeah. them. You're and like, think, oh, you, you ready become, to listen to that? Yeah, yep, there it is. You, you get that vision of like, you're just constantly looking for these and it, it just, it stands out on a way, it, it stands out so clearly, yeah. No, well, once you've looked to look at once you've looked at these things enough, you yeah. think, well, that doesn't look like the rest of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I always, again, yeah, I always, I always leave a day when I get a new mix in for mastering. I always leave it a day, but if it's a major RX movement, I leave it because sometimes five out of ten times they'll send me a new mix within twelve hours, right? Because yeah, they right. make a change, and I don't want to be. <laughs> working yeah i know you can you can replace audio and you can copy things but it's that's it, that, it's, that's it's not very it's yeah no, it's yeah. not very elegant the way of doing no. that unfortunately. yeah and, and yeah uh, i mean yeah. i try and leave it right to the very end because um i'm not going to get another mix because i've mixed it myself yes, but i yeah. uh um i might get a artist change yeah just yeah, you know like a, a, yeah. fee, a you know some, some change so, so something on a very tight schedule you you could be thinking right well i'm right at the end of the pipeline um yeah. I'm I'm almost ready to like assemble the um the disc mm. package and then um uh, somebody will say like oh could we yeah. just uh, look at uh, you know also tuning people, in bar 52 or something you know yeah a lot of people also say leave my clicks in please I I that, get that yeah. almost as often yeah. as as please remove them it's it's a real choice yeah. of people deciding oh, this, so. this one I've got uh Unfortunately, the vibraphone was rattling. Is there something you could do about it? Um, so mm. <laughs> well, that's a bit of a new. Yeah, so, yeah. so quite a few little things are like my a, a note, and then my main one is is headphone click bleed in fade outs. That's a that's very 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 common. Oh, the new RX has as a special modules for that. If you load in the you load in the click track, it can automatically help you with that. Automatically. Automatically. automatically yeah it's it's an extraordinary stuff i mean it's amazing what we can yeah we are not sponsored anyway by well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no i mean it uh, it, and, it, does, uh, it is yeah. one of those tools where i'm like that is magic like because it's actually yeah. way beyond anything that i know the first time i used spectral edit i went yeah what oh my that? goodness yeah. i can solve anything in the world uh you can't. I, then, but, I, I, yeah. I, I, I very quickly learned that's not possible. But I, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this yeah, is amazing!" Yeah, it feels like it feels like yeah. you could. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. As long as you don't uh, fall into a trap of thinking, "Oh, I'll just leave that." I'll just leave. I mean, I always try and replace stuff in the multi-track where, yeah, where possible, because then uh, it's it's. And easier. before you bounce, always play it back with all your edits removed, as you can RX to check that you haven't just ruined the recording uh, yes. by removing everything. Well, yeah, that would that would be a problem. Yes. Um, actually, one thing I I've done a few times because I, I you know just thought it was interesting was I take take the final uh, final mix and then the final RX mix and drop them back into a project and inverted one, uh, printed that and then um, slammed it up against the limiter because almost everything you put through, uh, it, almost everything you remove is a really quiet level. Yeah. Then strip silence, like print that again, strip silence, and then you have a little kind of sound file of. All the dirt that you've removed from, and you can then the show a client. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like that's really clever. This yeah. is something that I've. This is everything I've removed from your records. Yeah. It's very difficult to like articulate. Um, yeah, like what that process is. Yeah. and mm. uh, one of them was a live record, and you. Uh, there's one section you could really clearly hear a dove cooing in the remove. So I was oh, like, wow. you would have had a dove over that silence, but 
here it is. Nice. <laughs> I've, I've separated it for you. And I should do that and send some of my clients and say that this is what would, if you if you could just edit all your vocals with, with fades, that'd yeah, be great. Then all these because yeah, yeah. wouldn't be everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting to know that. Yeah. See, I, what I'd really like to do is ha I'd like to have a round trip process with with RX that works better in the DAW. But often my multi tracks are, are too wide for the um, yeah for the yeah I've. I've only ever used some of the RX stuff in a. I've, I normally use it as standalone. Yeah. So you just, bounce and then you bring it into RX and then it goes yeah. to whatever. Well, thing. actually, I I every master I get, I just audition in RX first anyway. Oh, okay. Because it's just okay. simple. You you then it, uh, it's for me workflow. I don't re you don't don't reach for plugins. You don't reach for outboard. You just listen. It's yeah. Just very. Although of course you can now run plugins in it. Yeah. You, well. <laughs> I try not. No, no, to yeah, exactly. right. I know. Yeah, just it's listen just a, to it, look yeah. at it, get a feel for. Yeah. Are we? Are we actually Understand talking it. about audio? I think we might be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like audio on audio podcast. It's quite controversial. <laughs> uh, but... oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because um, I don't know. There's another controversial ma master mastering topic. I, like the first thing is like I am definitely not a mastering engineer, but. Having said, uh, what, what, in, in, uh, let's 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 try that again. Um, I would never describe myself as or put myself forward as a mastering engineer. On the other hand, I have mastered tens and tens and tens of records um, by mistake. Right. Just I don't really. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Um, and uh, and mostly that's because I don't tend to hand off my my stuff. Mostly because I need to need to work up to last minute. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, there isn't a, there isn't time in the in the schedule to move stuff off, um, and uh, so as a result of this, and um, it, I have I'm now the um, one of these uh, uh, Apple iTunes whatever it is the thing that Chris is um, mm. mastered for iTunes people, and it's and I think that's a re really really strange process because. Um, I we, we there was a there was a thread about this on the um on the Facebook yes, group that I was yes, asking you about. asked yeah yeah because I found the whole thing really confusing uh, because I was uh, a lot of my records are available in Mastered for iTunes even though I'm not you know that I've mastered that uh, even though I was not a Mastered for iTunes uh, ah, how supplier. were they uploaded how, how well how the record label would have done it so yep, so somebody on yep. the record label like vouched for yep. the thing which is, yep. which is a bit of a, a strange thing and so um at some point apple emailed me and said um this is uh you know the these your work is going up there you know um participate in the mastered for itunes program and um i thought like they can't possibly do that so, you know, there's no application process it's very very strange it's it's extremely odd it's um, a it's yeah yeah, it's just one of those weird. You just you know, in order to be part of the club, you have to have already been part of the club, as far as I yep. can work out. It's a bit weird. Yep. It's a conversation that you get added to, and that's how it was for me. It's just you yeah. you get sent an introduction from someone to someone else, and then they then yeah, it's 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 it's, it's like almost like a masonic lodge. Yeah, of, exactly. <laughs> and there's no there's no list. No, nope. uh, there's no like you know database you can't refer to. Uh, yeah, 
It's, it's it's very strange and and uh, but anyway the guidance for it is kind of sensible best practice if you're looking to to exactly. make uh, you know I was mastering bits of yeah I was yeah. I was accidentally mastering for yes, iTunes exactly. before mastering for iTunes was a thing yes exactly. uh, when I when I spoke to Apple about it it was literally like I I intend to change none of my workflow and they went, yeah did you Good. get an email saying like can you describe your workflow or something yeah it's, like, it's basically yeah. it's a it's an yeah. informal discussion mm. yeah. with a very nice guy at Apple. Ironically though, uh, a lot of yeah. mastered for iTunes stuff has got overs not and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Like ri yeah. ridiculous oh, yeah. overs, it's... like true peak overs. I mean, like mastered yeah. ridiculously hot. Because at the end of the day, it's the client, you know, like, you know, yeah. they get what it's, they want. It's just, it's a set of common sense uh, guide guidelines. Yeah. yeah, They're not rules, they are guidelines. No. Um, and it's just some good common sense that's been thought of by some good people that know what they're talking about yeah yeah so, it is definitely worth a read for preparing your uh files for distribution but it's, it's, it's quite 100%. simple stuff really it's like you know keep your like i think they advise um they don't talk about true peak or they they do now i think they maybe. I think i think they but do. like they yeah. their recommendation was just like minus one full scale yeah yeah don't yeah as opposed and, to true peak but but, but even more simply than that it was like don't clip yeah yeah you yes. know, provide yep. some headroom. Um, yeah, uh, run it through this yeah. process. Uh, you know, um, do do a testing code. Run it through this yeah. command line program, which tells you if you've got any, if there will be any overs in the um, in the actual AAC that yeah. Apple will make, so you can yep. check. But and there's also a, um, a bi-directional um, audio units plugin that lets you hear through the yeah. um, through the AAC the round um, trip. Yes. Yeah. Code yeah. There's, That's very good. But I mean, like, I mean, I was always putting out masters at minus one true peak anyway. So like, for me, it's like, yeah. well, I was already exactly. actually more conservative than the Apple guy. Yeah. And you're already trying to ensure that there's no clicking. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's mastering. And, you know, yeah. you're... Yeah. Exactly, and you're not. Or the other thing is like not upresing files, yeah. and you know, working in the uh, native resolutions and all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just a guide to good mastering practice at the end of the day. I mean the. What's funny actually is um, Spotify actually have a page on their site now about mastering for their platform. Um, their recommend like their recommendation similar. actually, which is which I found a bit weird, is that if you do master hotter than minus fourteen LUFS, then you should bring the true peak value even further down to minus two. Minus so like two, if yeah, you're two, yeah. if your master is less dynamic, okay. make it even less dynamic, which is the kind of a a takeaway that I got from it, yeah. but I was like, mm. I think they're assuming if you're pushing harder, the minus one might not be enough to stop. No, indeed, indeed. Yeah, still. I mean, obviously, like I'm, the yeah. the higher you push the average level relative to full scale, the more chance you're going to get overs down the line after encoding, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah. But um, it's an engineer's thing. To it's it's, it's an, a very uh, methodical engineer way of figuring out a problem, whereas the the better way to figure out the problem would be to use your ears and, and, and yeah. make a great yeah. sounding master. But obviously that's subjective and not helpful because everyone yeah. on the internet wants a number and a fact yeah. that they can stick to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think, as you're saying, a lot of that stuff really applies to the really hot kind of like Mars barred, uh, you know, yeah. pop and dance kind of tracks, which is what, they're, which is what um, you know, loudness regulations are uh, to some extent trying to get away from. But uh um all all the stuff i would do is is like way more dynamic and yeah, yeah. the um the mm. the averages are much lower i mean the peak i usually the peaks are usually high 
um, you know, I, I, I do hit the, the minus one, um, but because you've got this, because quite often the, the type of stuff has got quite a strong dynamic variation and, and, and is also longer form, yes. like uh, minutes and minutes long. Um, you know, the, one of the tracks, the track that I've got up in, in front of me at the moment is like 15 minutes long or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, that uh, over that period, the sort of averaging, uh, you know, brings everything the the, the overall mm -hmm. level the, the the integrated level down mm -hmm. um uh but uh, you need to have that you need to have that variability in it in order to to make the loud bits feel loud and the quiet bits feel quiet and yeah absolutely i guess so. anyway yes uh so i've just thought of an i've sort of uh, I, i'm i've thought of two other possible podcast things that we could do one would be about uh vr and immersive audio we haven't talked about that at all. Absolutely. That could be yeah. quite interesting. And the other one I have completely forgotten. Excellent. So there Excellent. you go. I'll think of it again. I I, I thought that was two, two things. But but I think um, I think I need to go and do this record. Um, otherwise, I shall be in trouble. Cool. That's no problem at all. We're, we're absolutely 100% going to do some more podcasts. Absolutely. If you'd like to come back on. and Yeah, yeah I love 100%. it. Brilliant. Well, um, thanks for coming on, Dan. Absolute pleasure to have yeah, you on. And you. We look forward to having you on again. Um, and I think this stuff, uh, when we talked about like your line of work and projects that you've done, I think will be really interesting. I think it will just open up definitely horizons for people that wouldn't have otherwise been opened up, you know, because it's not. Yeah. Sure. What you do not is normal. not the... Uh, what most people go to mentally as the, the big sexy stuff, you know, like, no, with all due respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not, no, no, I know what you, you know what yeah. I mean? It's pretty unsexy. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love it more than anyone else does, but you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not, it's I not like, yeah. um, the Rick Rubens or like, or anything like that. It's not what, you know, mm. But it might open someone else's ideas exactly. up to possibilities of what they can do. And it's all about broadening. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, I could do that. And there's actually many applications for my audio skills other than trying to be the next blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah, it's a very it's a very broad church and there's a lot yeah. of interesting stuff. But, but it's easy um, to forget how broad you know, it is. On. You know, like when I when I've done yeah. projects with you, Dan, I'm like, oh, my God, this could be a thing. I, I really, really like doing this. Like and yeah. well, know. indeed, it is a thing. I mean, that's why we're there yeah, exactly. to do it. Exactly, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so it's like wow, but you forget, you forget that it's yeah. a thing. You know, on paper, it's a thing, yeah. but you forget that there is a whole industry there. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the industry, the industry, the industry. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Cool. Well, right. thanks, guys. Nice thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Dan. And yeah. I'll speak to you both soon. Excellent. Thank you. Cheers. Cool.